Welcome to the Lions Den. Original skin, any man. I'm what you believe in. Faith is what you make it. That's the hardest shit since MC ran. Indian can blend right on in with your can. Look again, cause I swear I spot one every now and then. Yeah, it's that shit right here. It's a good song to come into. Heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie. They always lie for real. Horoscopes are bullshit. G ain't gonna get mad at me for that. I'm not. I'm not really into any of the horoscope shits. They all say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like it's just like copy and paste to Aries if you're a Capricorn, yeah. so that they don't kind of catch it. They just use just. They use a thesaurus and just use different words to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like what uh, Jim Carrey has to say about that shit. Well, see, I, I think it's always a, a self-fulfilling prophecy in, in a way, too. Like, if yeah. you read something, they say, you're this way because you're born at this particular time. Yeah, yeah. And now you say that's what it's supposed to be. That's how you begin to act. Just because of what you're supposed to be. Because whoever made these bullshit-ass uh, horoscopes say it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, there has to be something too, like the way the earth is positioned at a certain time of day and how you were born and the water in your body or some kind of bullshit, though, right? What's up with those? What's up with that Don Julio? All right, so I feel like this was a little pre show introduction. So, Nate, <laughs> tell us where we're at, man. What are we doing here? Um, We are currently at LCC, we're in the ILOF building. This is where we kind of do our thing at. Um, 100% probably illegal as far as some of the shit we got going on. but you Yeah, know, definitely. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, well, tell the people, what's this called? What are we doing? What is this, man? Um, this is the NGF podcast. And um, basically, it's just something to do that's for fun. Um, we're going to talk about things that we actually care about. Um Almost anything, anybody, we're going to bring a lot of good people in, people that are actually doing things, people that have knowledge that we're trying to acquire. Um, that's what brings Dan Bieber in today. He is... Uh, yeah, I really don't know what I'm doing here today. He hasn't given me any preparation. He just said he has good content ready for me. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, what I'm doing. I just know got some Don Julio, Simply Juices, not sponsors. Y'all can pay us if y'all yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah. Oh, uh, essential y'all could definitely... You know, definitely sponsor. Go ahead, sponsor an episode, <laughs> sponsor a season. We we'll yes. use y'all juices and waters every time, y'all tequila every time. If y'all don't give us some money, but I just want this to be kind of uh, laid back, as if we usually do, as however we usually talk. Obviously, we're not gonna put nobody on blast. Um, I'm not really a big on that. It's a small town, so everybody know everybody that is related to everybody. So, meaning, I don't understand this about Lorraine. Like, how you cheat inside Lorraine? You a fucking savage, first off. Because <laughs> everybody knows somebody that is related to the person you cheating on. I mean, if you go out somewhere, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. Where are you going to go? <laughs> Amherst? Yeah, no. <laughs> and even Cleveland's too small, comparatively. Yeah, right, you know what I mean? We starting with pouring up, all right. Yeah. I'm going to make my This is supposed up. to be just, like, laid back. I'm not really, I'm not trying to be formal. Should we take a shot first? We can take a shot. That's that, that's what we need to do. I was supposed to Jump spank the bottle real quick. But oh, damn, you're right. Well, it's too late for all that now. We'll edit that. I don't think we can. Uh, <laughs> oh. Respecto. 
We're gonna get into these too, one episode too, right? Yeah, for sure. That's that was the whole thing I wanted to start doing. I don't know if we're gonna necessarily do it on this podcast or make it a separate podcast. We're still obviously in the early stages of things here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to do a thing where I test a whole bunch of different kinds of tequilas, or not even just tequila, alcohols, that different shit. things in general. Do taste tests and almost make it like a. Uh, I don't know, see what the best brand is like. So we could have all the Reposado tequilas, like five or six different kinds, do a blind taste test, give our instant reactions to what we feel each one is without the label on it and see which ones we think the best are. If the higher price ones live up to what they're supposed to be or if maybe uh, some of the cheaper ones are just as good. I mean, I heard that we had, uh, what, we had LeBron's this weekend? Uh, the Lobos, yeah. Yeah, that shit was pretty good. I want to try the uh, Nejo of LeBron's. They said that was supposed to be the third best tequila in the world or some shit right that shit now. Was, that shit was sold out yeah. when I uh, got there. That's they had it at Giant Eagle right across the street. I was just about to buy one, but they didn't want to sell it to me because I got an yeah. expired ID. Yeah. No need to say that too much. <laughs> Cheers to us yeah, finally getting this one. shit fucking going. The Don Julio is always a classic. Oh, right? shit. Oh, man. <sighs> you have any basketball this weekend? Um, I'm supposed to be playing basketball tomorrow, but I'm honestly not sure if it's going to happen or not. I just got a text from the guy asking me if I was still coming. But we're drinking tequila now. Uh, Tony Brown's son just got home from the Army. He just got out of that. That's so we're having a, a coming home party for him Drop as soon as we leave here. Tony Brown's son. <laughs> Tone, little tone, <laughs> baby B as they call him. Yeah. Uh, so it? we're gonna be getting lit over there as soon as we leave here. So I don't know how alive I'm gonna be tomorrow if I am. I will be going down to Columbus to play against Jared Sellinger, Trey Burke, and uh, there's another NBA player, and I feel bad leaving his name out now, but I can't remember. It is what it is. If Omi was the shit, he would be. He'll be remembered. See, I don't wanna go that far with it. But we don't talk bad about people here. Um, <laughs> What is it that you're really trying to do, though, with this uh, YouTube shit? Well, I haven't even put anything on YouTube yet. The original idea came from around the All-Star game, uh, when it was in Cleveland, NBA All-Star game. A bunch of those YouTube players came out here. Uh, Friga, um, Balls Life, West Coast, etc. They came out here, and some of the guys who had brought them out for their takeovers or whatever contacted me to come out and be uh, someone that was playing against them. And when they got out here... Like, no disrespect to any of them. They all can hoop. They all get it done. But I won, not me personally, but the team I was on won all five games we played against these guys. And they're out here making good money. They got a hustle. Friga particularly has been on a grind for like three or four years. I've seen him pop up at the uh, the Pro-Am that I was at a couple times, the Cleveland Am Pro. Shout out to Vance. He came out there and played in that. And he's been putting up YouTube content for some years now. He's built a whole brand off of it. And... You know, I'm 35. I had my whole run hooping. Pretty much thought it was over with. But then when I was competing with them pretty well, I'm like, shit, if they're making ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a video, maybe I could do a little bit on the side. Still make one, two, three, four, five thousand dollars 5000 a month, you know, just to make sure money on top of what I'm doing. Who, how much is the top YouTube hooper making, though? I mean, it seems like a huge market right about now. Freak is making a ton of money. I, I, I've never had a direct conversation with him about it, but... He's sponsored by, uh, sponsored by what is it? Under Armour, yeah. So like, sponsored by uh, Under Armour as a YouTuber? Yeah. When he came out here, we played him. When my team beat him, he gave us $100 Under Armour gift cards that were given to him by Under Armour. He has all Under Armour gear when he's hooping, Under Armour shoes, mm-hmm. all that. He has his own tour bus. I'm not 
you know, I don't know the details. I don't know who paid for it or anything like that. But either way, he's getting to the bag out here doing doing basketball and found a whole separate grind outside of the conventional playing professional, going overseas, doing all that. So he, he just, played overseas too? I don't know. He never did because he, I believe, right after he graduated college is when COVID kind of was hitting. So a lot of the – he's not that old at all. <laughs> so uh, – his, uh, when that started happening, obviously a lot of the overseas opportunities dried up. There was no international travel. Leagues were getting canceled all left and right. Seasons were getting canceled left and right. So as far as I'm aware, he jumped right into just doing YouTube, which he was already doing anyways. He jumped like full head on into it. And he's making more money now doing YouTube than most hoopers do playing overseas, you know? He didn't have to grind up from the bottom. He grounded from the bottom on YouTube, but he didn't have to like play in a lower league overseas and then play well there and move up the whole ladder to finally be able to support himself well he did his stuff and now he's out there doing it so basically just seeing him and other youtubers doing that i was like i played professionally i played at really high levels if i could still come out here and compete with them and play well shit maybe i can make a couple extra dollars that's pretty much where that's coming from and you are actually somebody that has been overseas you haven't seen the world in a lot of ways that a lot of us has never really experienced yeah, it was, uh, I mean, a lot of, I, I hate to say it, there's a lot of luck involved in it, being in the right place the right time, <clears throat> playing well the right day when the right scout or coach or situation is there because, like, I played, I was trying to get into the NBL Canada for a while. I got invited to the draft combine for that, and I went up there and dominated that draft combine. That's probably some of the best basketball I'd ever played. I went up there was hit threes left and right. It was kind of like that day at CSU when you filmed. Like, I was playing like that up there. Yeah. And then I watched the draft come and go, and my name never got called off the board. So in that particular situation, I found out that most teams already knew who they were going to draft before the combine. They had agents that were working backdoor behind, not backdoor deals, but behind-the-scenes deals, talking to teams, et cetera, et cetera, whereas I never had an agent. I've never had representation. It's always just been me going to play and me putting myself out there. But that's why I kind of brought you in here today for anyways, because you are such a staple on Lorraine. In a very low-key regard, though. I'm not talking about just Dan the person. I'm talking about, like, just the Bieber heritage in general. you got to be, what, the third generation of Bieber that actually played a sport and was, like, dominant in some sort of way? Yeah. My grandpa played football and ended up playing football at Wisconsin. My uncle played basketball at NC State and then Tampa. Then he was actually drafted by the Celtics before he got in. Um, I'm not sure exactly. He graduated King 69, so he must have been at NC State in 70. What was his name? Uh, Pat Bieber, Patrick Bieber, uh, where my middle, my middle name comes from. It's going to be hard to find much of anything for him online because that was a different era, yes. I'd imagine. Um, but he played in King Is in the something? 60s. Well, not you. Uh, looks like my grandpa right there, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's... That's a terrible picture of me. Yeah, I Bieber. really hate that picture. Ah, that's my dad over there, though. That's, that's him making a catch. We we finna get into all of that. I, I didn't know that was online. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's when he got his inducted into the Rain Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah, we do have, like, not to toot our horn, the most members of a family in the Rain mm-hmm. Sports Hall of Fame. You got the most Yeah, members? we're the family with the most members in the Rain Sports Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah, we got boxers, we got... Basketball players, oh, volleyball right. players, huh? When was the first Beaver to get to Lorraine? I think my grandparents were the first ones to come here. The The backstory on them is pretty crazy as far as I know. Um, there's a whole half of the family we don't even know because, oh my God, <laughs> what are these pictures, man? All right, 
<laughs> Why is the only one up there with me that terrible picture from like a year ago well, if I didn't have a haircut? And, well, like, one of them looked like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christian Bale. A weird version of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, usually better pictures. What is that? <laughs> no, that's no one in my family. This looks like Seth Rogen as, as Patrick Bieber. That's my grandma. How's my grandma on here? Okay. Expert seamstress from the rank county dot com. Oh, it's her oh, obituary. I don't want to talk about that. But right. into, I don't know what I'm getting to that. Just bring them up. Bring them up. Energy now. <laughs> But yeah, so like our our bas- our sports legacy in the rain is pretty crazy. Um, we've done a lot family wise, and I'm just glad I was able to somewhat carry that on. And when I finally got overseas after those years, and feel like I that's one of the things to get into the Lorraine Sports Hall of Fame is if you play professionally and you get nominated, you're supposed to be automatically in. So when I finally got that taken care of, and I'm pretty sure at some point, I will, I will hopefully at some point we'll get nominated and put into the Lorraine Sports Hall of Fame and continue that legacy for the family. Um. It's definitely been something that was always big to me and why I was always trying to pursue sports is just we had that legacy behind us and it kind of like fell down to me to continue it. But you guys went hard, though, when y'all was like kids. Y'all had to be, what, like six foot at eight years old and shit? Uh, My growth spurt came between eighth and ninth grade. I was tall, but I was, there's always people taller than me. Like PJ was taller than me growing up. Who's PJ? PJ Carter, a friend I grew up with, kindergarten all through high school. Where's he at now? Uh, He's living in Boston. Uh, beautiful family, uh, wife Lindsay, son Henry. He's doing his thing out there. I'm, uh, he used to work for Highland here, had a bunch go on, ended up leaving the state and started over in uh, Boston, and he's thriving out there, honestly. But, yeah, he was always bigger than me growing up. I was the skinnier, shorter one. He was a stronger, taller one. Then Kasim was taller than me, Kasim Howard. He was a beast of basketball in our early years, blocking everyone's shots. and So I just kind of had to get in where I fit in. And uh, it actually helped me round my game out to do different things than just be a big guy. But I feel like a lot of kids, when they're younger, if they're, like, tall, they got to be, like, they got to be the center. Uh, or they got to be the, in football, they got to be a lineman or some shit because they're just so big. And they, they don't really necessarily gauge their true talent at a certain level. I mean, a lot of coaches in different teams definitely tried to do that with me as well, but... My game got rounded just because of who I played with a lot of times outside of leagues and stuff. People being bigger than me, I just couldn't rely on my size to score. I would just get my shit beat. (laughs) It just wouldn't work, so I had to develop other things. Then, obviously, my dad being 35-year women's basketball coach at King, he always worked on my full game outside of just one thing or the other and helped me develop a well-rounded game. Growing up, did you have, like, were you more like a jumper kind of guy or you was just like a... A driving it all varied right? honestly like <laughs> depending on the year um, when you grow a lot when you're younger one year you're athletic the next year you're slow so mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it all depended on the year. the year I really started getting good at basketball was uh, my sixth grade year I played point guard that year um, and that's when I developed a lot of my game I remember going to different camps and what school was it Lakeview Academy I was at Lincoln all the way up until then but then the program I was in moved to Lakeview so I was at Lakeview Academy um, but then I also caught a severe ass whooping from Jerry L. Nixon that year. <laughs> I could not get the ball past half court. <laughs> Jerry L. something like a legend himself, though. Oh, he definitely is. And ironically, me and him being the same year at King, his uncle, Bubbles Harris, was the same year as my uncle, Patrick Bieber, at King. Oh. And they were the two best players on the team at that time. Uh, Bubbles, 
probably even well not even probably like statistically wise was the leading scorer and everything on those teams. My uncle yeah. was number two behind him. They both were averaging over twenty points per game. That team is one of the most yeah. underrated teams in like probably in Ohio sports history. In nineteen sixty nine they averaged hundred and three points per game. Is that the one that uh won the state? I don't know if they actually won state or not, but they definitely got far along the ways and they won a lot of games and played basketball at a different level in a different way than uh, a lot of people did back then. And uh, I guess shout-out to original Mitch Gillum on that as being one of the OG coaches, uh, legendary coaches in uh, in Lorraine County, Lorraine the city as well, and I guess probably should be in the whole state. Sorry to throw you off there. No, you're good. I'm just looking to see what's popping up. Yeah, that team, their teams back then were uh, legendary. I guess it came 79 second. and 80. I oh, know, that's not them. Okay, yeah. I mean, but the one you're talking about is... 68, 69. 68, 69. But we also have to kind of date it, too. This is a time period where uh, you have, like, you have Steel, Lorraine, Admiral, not... Like, Lorraine Steelman. Steelman. Lorraine Steelman, Lorraine, uh, Admiral King... The rain Southview, I don't think came around yet. Southview might have started at seventy two, maybe. Um, but there was Lorraine Catholic. There was St. Peter's that I believe had a high school. There was St. Mary's that had a high school team. There was a lot of different different teams. I think Southview came around seventy two. It was somewhere around. I thought it was like later. Like it like might later. be later. I know my aunt played there. My aunt Diana Bieber has uh, had a lot of the women's records. I'm not sure. She had Christina Jackson. Too? Oh yeah, Aunt Diana played. Uh, oh my god. She played Division One basketball and volleyball. She okay. played basketball at Ohio she, U. She related to your mom or you related to your dad? Uh, to my dad. I'm my dad's son. She I played. One, she played. Uh, yeah, she played basketball at Ohio University. Then when she got done playing basketball there, she did post grad at Texas and played volleyball at Texas. Okay. And then she actually got drafted to the first version of the WNBA. They never even made it to the first season, I don't think. But she was, according to my dad, the best player uh, that he ever saw on the female side at that point in time. Was it like some like Reggie Miller uh, and his sister type shit to where like Reggie Miller never be to be his sister? Uh, their the age game? difference was too much. Um, my <clears throat> Diana was younger than them, uh-huh. so she probably never really matched up and played against them. It was more okay. She was the younger sister footsteps. or whatever. Yeah. I got you. But, I mean, Paul is an extraordinary man himself, though. Like, I I once took a class here at uh, LC, and uh, it was a history class. This is back when, you know, you're young, you just come to class here and there whenever. It's not, like, really constructed. But this dude, I would love to have him on the show. Like, he, his grip on history and the history that was going on around him at the time he was young is just fucking out of this world. Well, yeah, he was a history professor, history teacher at King, at Lorraine Amber King for a long time, and then came here and became a professor for a while. And, yeah, history was his thing. He just loved studying what went on. And he always believed, like, to know where you're going, you got to know where you've been. And pretty much everything comes back around. And so, like, unless you really understand how you've gotten to the point or we've gotten to the point that we're at, 
you don't really know how to move forward or even how to understand what's happening. Because you can see like a small picture of it and just see the results and think you might have a solution for it, but you don't realize the 45 things that went into getting us here and how much it takes to unwind that unless you know it all. You don't know how to really fix the issue unless you know how we got to the issue. What 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 did he like... What did he... Um, what was the specialty of history? Um... He, I mean, just history in general, world history. You go to his, you go to, you go to the Bieber household. It's got books beyond measure. Like, yeah, he used to drive my mom crazy. She <coughs> like, she'd understand why he wouldn't just go to the library and read them. Why he had to buy them all? Because <laughs> we have books on books on books on books on books. Which, it's just funny. in her opinion, once you read them once, you're not really gonna read it again. So why would you keep buying books? But like as a kid, we stopped at Borders Bookstore, which is now I think. Sax Fifth Avenue <laughs> oh, yeah. over there by Crocker Park they, yeah, they, yeah. bookstores don't really exist anymore we would go in there at least once or twice a week and he was always buying three or four books every time he went in there so just the pursuit of knowledge and reading it was uh, at the forefront from him just so like I said so you can understand how the world is working and how you want to make whatever changes you want to make or even how just to fit in in the world like you just have to understand how you got to the point but isn't it something to be said that People used to say, like, you judge a man by how many books they have in their house or their library. But then you get, like, to the advanced version, it's like, you judge a man by the books that he's read in his library or the type of titles in his library or some shit like that. I've heard things along those along those notes, which brings me to a different I, thing I've been thinking about kind of off and on um, over the last couple years. It's just the how technology affects things. Like, okay, so the internet now is basically, in a lot of people's opinions, and in some we ways, my show. opinion, like, it puts a lot of fake information out there and muddies the waters. So at this point in society, it's hard to agree on what's a fact and what's not a fact. Like, <clears throat> no one believes anything they they read anymore, unless it's the thing that supports what they believe already. So everyone just kind of has echo chambers. But that is also the same thing people were saying back when the printing press first came out and books became really widespread, is that anyone could publish a book I agree. and it can get out there. So, And a lot of older people now say that about the internet, but they rely on books. But then really, where's the intersection and what's different between them and what's similar, I guess, is that everything's at your fingertips now with smartphones and whatever, and people can just put out whatever in an instant and it goes somewhere. Yeah. But, I, have this, I have this theory about um, knowledge is that like it's nothing it's nothing that we really ever get greater at. I think to a certain extent you get greater at it. Like when we were cavemen or some shit, like we got smarter because we was learning the area, we knew how to do certain things. But after a certain point, you don't really become smarter. So like for but instance then also like look at the world now compared to even just fifty years ago. Like People back then can't even necessarily imagine this is what we got to. But then we're also behind in a way where they thought we would get to. Because if you think about it, yeah. If I, I think I shared it in our group chat the other day. Uh, George Jetson from the Jetsons' birthday, his original, his first birthday was like last month. So okay. like we're supposed to be almost in the Jetsons' time stage, according mm-hmm. to how people were back then, flying cars and living You're in the sky. What? I'm sipping a little bit slower <laughs> than you, but I'm sipping. I'm, I'm over here on the limeade. <laughs> How's the, you like the, the orange juice with the pineapple in it? Yeah. This, but this is how I usually do, though. I but, didn't think but when I'm do, at home. But you do the one with the pineapple, though. That's what I'm, that's the one I did. <laughs> oh, you're so on the same page on that. I get, I get the orange juice 
and then I get pineapple separately. Oh, she just. <laughs> I didn't even think about getting the pineapple with the orange juice right What's there. What's crazy is sometimes they also have a mango one. And then you do a pineapple mango orange juice with the tequila. See, that's see, on the level. that's some other <laughs> shit right there. But the thing is, the problem I think of what it is, is when I go home and I get something simply like the simply raspberry. Yeah, it's delicious. I can't get I, that. Doesn't stay in the house for more than two hours. No. Like we're taking a, a strong pivot here, but have you ever tried the? This is what this is about. Have you tried the the simply <laughs> the, the simply spikes now that came out? Simply spikes. I guess the I simply juices. With alcohol in them already. Don't I actually it. saw them in Giant Eagle while I was buying these. Is, is Celsius going to die anytime no, soon? No, they're not. <laughs> Women love it. Simply spiked. Gene has been wanting me to buy them. And I saw them when I was in Giant Eagle. And I didn't oh. buy them. But yeah, it's these juices already made pre-mixed. They're supposed to be. What I they, was, got they got I don't know. I think it's just like the generic malt beverage but i feel like they they're trying to do this a lot more now though like they got like uh what's that shit uh high noons i like high noons high noons i'm talking about um Cause that's um, like actual vodka in that one not like malt liquor what's that liquor called um like you get a jack and coke they just got that oh yeah one. the crowns the crown the crown those, those don't taste good usually like nine times out of ten because it it's fake malt liquor in them. Like, that's why I like a high noon if I'm going to do that because it's actual vodka and the juice in there. Like, most of these other ones aren't actual Jack and Coke in there. It's like a malt alcohol. It's supposed to taste like that. And usually mm-hmm. those, to me, taste disgusting, personally. Yeah, these motherfuckers here, like the peach one. It, like, do those actually come with crown in them or are they just, like, supposed to taste like it? What does it say on there? I, I mean, it's still 7%, though. Well, yeah, but, like, the taste of the alcohol is the thing. Like, if you have, like, actual crown in there, you're going to taste, like, the actual crown flavor. Whereas if you have that malt liquor bullshit, it just tastes, like, fake. Yeah. That fakey flavor. I don't like that fakey flavor. Yeah, I get that. I mean, but, shit. I think companies are just trying to do anything to continue to take out the other person or something like that. It's just monkey see, monkey do. They see one thing succeed and they're trying to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. But, That's um, capitalism, though. <laughs> is what it is. Um, Chasing the money. But, um, there was something to be said about, um, in your mom. Side note, this being the first podcast, I feel like I don't know if we're looking at the camera enough or we're looking too sideways. <laughs> I want the camera to exist, basically. We can talk freely. I just want the camera to exist. Eventually, it'll be a camera here, and, and that camera be there, so where we could just like space out, like whatever it is. But right now, it just needs to exist. Um, there will also be somebody, ideally, sitting here like looking some stuff up, so it's not here on the screen, and we don't gotta like pause and do things. Yeah. But like ultimately, what I want this to be is just about finding community. That's why it's like gonna be such a long podcast, is because. I personally think I learn a lot about a person when you just catching them in their simple nuances, like not asking them like crazy ass questions. Like you're obviously you specialize in basketball. You're a pro basketball player. At one point in time. <laughs> yeah, I like I don't want I don't want to ask you Michael Jordan or LeBron like that. Uh, like there's gonna be a million it's actually, times. It's actually a tough question though. 
Okay, so <laughs> I know, if LeBron had yeah. if LeBron had Shaq and well, now you feel like Michael Jordan Kobe. has Steph, who wins the game? I mean, it really depends on the other three players. Still, it's two one two. And this is and this is who gets the ball first. Are they shooting? Who gets ball? So are they shooting to get ball first? Because then Steph's gonna get the ball first if they're shooting to get ball first. They're shooting to get ball first. Well, then Steph and Jordan are probably gonna win because how Shaq's supposed to guard either one of them. Exactly. I don't want to have this conversation. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> because how many people? If there's four million podcasts out here, how many people are having this conversation? I don't know. A lot. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's cool to have this conversation sometimes. All right, so let's let's take a step back from it then. In terms of like just the the goat, the goat conversation that everyone has, it's hard to pick a goat for for basketball for any sport, honestly. Because like, okay, LeBron probably is just because he does everything very well and has done it for a really long time. But then how do you count out, rest in peace, Bill Russell for all his championships as a player and as a player coach? Like, who's done that? Like, is that ever going to happen again? Is there going to be a player coach who wins a championship? But it's just Playing and coaching at the same time? How does that even yeah. happen? Yeah. But I, I think with a lot of different sports, like Serena is clearly the greatest of all time. Like, yeah. Tiger almost is clearly the greatest of all time. So, like, I think... Those simple nuances. How, how do you really feel watching? To. How do you feel watching Tiger golf now? These I last don't watch times. golf, so that's why it's like. But you know, whenever people are like, "Oh, he just got a par. Oh, he just got a birdie," uh, and this they got six holes left. I'm like, okay, well, I'll tune in right now, and you know, boom. I, I just was wondering. Cause I had a conversation with uh, Marlon. And you're into that. golf a lot. Too, I, I've gotten really into golf as of late. I've always golfed. My whole life, not a lot. My dad always wanted me to golf just in case of business meetings or something like that. Um, he wanted me not to go out there and embarrass myself. But, but don't I heard from a good friend that people golf to see people's personalities, and that's the real reason why normal people golf. You can golf at any age, and you can tell a lot by a person by how they golf swing, how they're in pre- different situations, pressure situations, and whatever i had never necessarily thought about that but that's actually probably true mm. because there is definitely like you golf with different people it definitely goes different ways there's definitely like people who as they're playing poorly they stop watching you putt they stop uh, helping you look for your ball they get really frustrated out there and they get mad and there's other people who are out there having a good time and uh Bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> and working with you and out there really enjoy it no matter what. So I guess you can definitely learn about, about a lot about how a person reacts to things in golf because especially if you're not a professional, which no one who I golf with is. You know, you know what my question is? Do people really like golf or do people really like being outside in those different areas, looking at nature and all the green and oh look there's a baby deer or even if you're like in Florida somewhere and a fucking gator comes and see I don't know if I'd ever golf in Florida because of that shit it's a wild place (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there's a combination of all those things I enjoy golfing for a lot of different reasons I like being outside that's definitely part of it I've always been a borderline outdoorsy person like I like outdoor shit 
to an extent. Like, I like being out there in nature, but I don't necessarily uh, want to be struggling trying to fucking survive and not have uh, the comforts and amenities of modern life. So golf can definitely bridge that gap a little bit. Did you did you uh, go to a lot of trails back when you lived in Denver? When I was in Colorado, I was outside as much as I could be. I love Colorado. Just the, I mean, we're, we live in Ohio. It's flat here, right? Like, we have... Well, well, Ohio has almost anything that you want. You have mountains, you got hills. There's not really any mountains in Ohio. There's hills. You go to Youngstown, there's aren't. It's turned into mountains. You're what, not, at, what, at what level there's no does mountain. a hill turn into a mountain? I'm, I'm sure there's some sort. I'm sure there's some sort of distinction between the two. But Ohio does not have any true mountains. We have some valleys, and I guess if you want to say Boston Mills and Brandywine. But those are tiny mountains. You, driving trucks, are very aware of the difference between the mountains in Colorado yes. and the mountains But we're talking Ohio. about Rocky. We're talking about Rockies. Well, those are real mountains. Well, Appalachian Mountains starting. There's no Appalachian Mountains in Ohio. There's no official difference between hills and mountains. It searches their mountains in Ohio. <laughs> I, I, they might call something a mountain. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, motherfucker. How much you must have heard you? Appalachian Mountains, Gildersleeve. Eight epic hills. I ain't mountains, I guess. Rocket Knob. Mountains slash Ohio. So, again, it's not. Uh, I'm going to be wrong actually, here. Are those actually in Ohio or are they just close to Ohio? Appala- where does Appalachia start in? Because Appalachia is basically what? All of West Virginia. And West Virginia is. But it like it like curves around Ohio. I don't what, feel like I don't feel like there's any mountains in, truly in Ohio. But West Virginia. Like it says, it right there. Type, click on it. It's right there. Appalachian Mountains. See, they're they're, they're listening to us. Hit images. Let's see if there's any like. See, no, look, look. That does. But uh, see right here where I got this port. That's West Virginia right here. But look at the look at the one to the right of it up there. See, the pink areas where I consider to be actual mountains. That green stuff. Those are, those are like hills. What does it say on the top of that key up there? Piedmont. I don't even know what that means. No, you guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if I just double click it. Uh, Hit the visit button down there. It's going to take us to the whole website. And that's going to happen. But, yeah, I think but like it says Piedmont. I don't know what Piedmont means, so we'll look that up. I guess so. Because I see like streets called Piedmont, and I'm like, okay, that's just a street. But a lot of times, another trucker fact, like boulevards. I think if a street says boulevard on it, it has trees down the middle of it. And if it says like part of Italy, <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say, well, my bad. I was making a really fun truck fact there. I really don't see there being any mountains in Ohio. Because I've it's right on the border. It, it's it's just so much of it that it's literally just right there. A gentle slope leading to the mountains. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Be a we got slope. gentle slopes. We you don't see got how mountains. This picture right here is a mountain, but it's a gentle slope. That's not a mountain. That's a hill. It's a mountain though. That's a Piedmont. This is <laughs> this a Piedmont. right here. That's a gentle that slope. Swoop right there. That's a hill. But the leading up to the mountain, that's a Piedmont. 
And to me, exactly. So in Ohio, all we got is Piedmont. It's the part of the lead to the mountains. We don't got the that actual got, mountains. That mountains on it. The mountains so, are, no, the mountains were outside of the Piedmont area. We can, we can agree to disagree. All I'm Thank saying is, is that Ohio has everything that you want. Except for mountains. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're just highlighting that. So, but um, so why would you want to, why would you want to leave? Because we got... Lake Erie has 20% of the world's water. Okay, now, the Great Lakes, particularly Lake Erie, very underrated. It's very underrated. Especially by people who live here. You can jet ski. You can you can, uh, snowboard. It's an inland sea in most definitions. Like, it's it's bigger than most lakes in the world. Like, the Great Lakes yeah. in general. Yeah. There's probably, like, one or two lakes uh, that are similar in size in the whole rest of the world. So we're basically like the Mediterranean Sea inland without salt water yeah but the Which area scary the area in the midwest though the problem is the midwest got industrialized so much that that was what took hold in the area rather than the natural beauty so yeah a lot of stuff particularly back in the 60s 50s 70s 80s got polluted and it got a negative connotation put to it but even even still though it goes further than that it goes into the, the industrial age itself you know, like 1800s, 1890, when things started really kind of picking up, the steamboat, um, when we start really finding steel in Pennsylvania, like, that's kind of where I feel like the beauty of it kind of took, it got started taking out. Because then we started getting railroads, right? Then we started making real cars. Then we started actually making cars with gasoline in them. But for some reason, they just chose <laughs> this to be the area that manufactured it all, which is what's weird about it. Like, if you think about it, Lorraine... Half of the west side is cut off from the lake by. Who's gonna get into that shit too, though? Because <laughs> like it's more, it's mainly really a Lorraine kind of feel to this podcast. But either way, yeah, um, yeah, you got a, you got the west side and the south side. West side, east side disconnected to the south side by yeah. basically the steel mill. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like on the west side. Once you get like over past Lakeview Park. There's that train track that comes in that separates the shoreline of the lake from the rest of yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah. The only thing over there is that one trailer park, you know, like between yeah, yeah, between yeah. the tra- railroad tracks and, and the lake. So that's like half of, of our lakefront just not even being used because it was set up to be industrially that's friendly. Why here, why did that happen? What what industries was popping back? At well, a it's certain because time. it was the, it was the fastest route to get stuff from Detroit and Cleveland and Chicago back to the East Coast, which goes back to the history stuff we're talking but about. But people should dad. know that you come from a family of history. Yeah. You understand a lot of why these things kind of happen. Because it was, it was the quickest route. up Just wrap the lake right, right up there. And what was making money for the area at the time was the industry, the factories, the building things, the steel mills, all that was what was making money for the area. So they said, fuck this lake. <laughs> Let's make this money, which again goes back to capitalism, which is a whole another yeah. root of everything in the country. Is the money pushes everything? But the thing is, if you go to places that wasn't so inhibited at a certain point in time, like the eighteen hundreds, of where you know it's the Ohio country or it's the Kentucky, and uh, like you go to Minnesota, not like Detroit or anything. You go to Minnesota, they they utilize a lot of that type of stuff. It gets cold as fuck up there. Does. But they do utilize a lot of that stuff. How many states have you been to? A lot. 
I don't know the exact That's number. That's a good answer. <laughs> a I do want to get to all 50 before I, before I, before I die. I want to hit all 50 states. What's the best state in the United States? I mean, I like Colorado a lot. I like California a lot. If you had to choose. I mean, I generally say Colorado. I go there the you most. You love Colorado. I go to Colorado the most out of anywhere. But California is a close second. Just because of the how big of a state it is. and Now you want to talk about a state where you can find anything. California? California, yeah. you can find yeah. everything. Just because it reaches from all the way from Oregon all the way down to Mexico. Yeah. So you and can, then they, <laughs> got, they got a river that from, what, Seattle all the way down to basically about south Los Angeles, maybe? Yeah, even though it's pretty, pretty dry a lot of the time you get down to Los yeah. Angeles. But yeah. It's, it's something. You can find anything you want in, in California. Northern California is 125% different than Southern yeah. California. Like you, just, just, you just came back from there, though. Yeah, I was up in the in the Napa area, Napa Valley area. Yes. I can put alcohol in here. I can't remember I put my... I think I did. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to test taste it and see. <laughs> you put one in there. I put two. I thought I put two I in there. I think I put one in my last one. Did I put one in there? That's why I just put a shit in there. Because I already know. Oh, it's tequila in there. It's tequila. Oh. It was good by itself. Don Julio is good by itself. Don Julio is pretty good. The last one, I'm probably going to give me one too. Um, so what's your favorite tequila? My favorite tequila, if like I had to go. I got two or three now. Right now, I mean, I'm still just a regular ass nigga. I, I, I take uh, the Rocks tequila. Because I, I feel like Casamigos. Yeah, Terramana. I feel like Terramana and Casamigos is the same thing. But since the Rock is black, that's debatable. Um, I always go with his. I like what he stands for, too. I kind of look into those kind of things. Well, George, I try. George Clooney's pretty dope, too, though. George Clooney did that shit? George Clooney's Casamigos. Who the fuck don't like George Clooney? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm going to redact that. (laughs) Your difference is the rock with George Clooney. I'm like, George Clooney's pretty dope. I mean, if you want to pull up to a party right now, you got to choose either the rock or George Clooney. Who are you going to choose? Who's party? No. Or come away to the party? They come to you to the party. Man. They taking you to the party. You can't actually. lose with either one. You can't fuck. <laughs> <lose. laughs> so wait, wait. Uh, I didn't know George. Hold on. Yeah, Casamigos and George Clooney's. Oh, this nigga's getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, Holy crap! <laughs> Let's look at this. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the reason why everyone got into doing tequila because they're like, man, yeah, George Clooney George making Clooney this Clooney money off this Casamigos. <laughs> so Brown and the Rock were like, yeah, let me get some too. Look at it. It's right here. Casamigos and George Clooney. He's right there with the bottle. <laughs> I don't normally drink tequila, but when I do, yeah, 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 that's that's his that's his shit right there. Which did all of them get the idea from Entourage? I didn't watch a lot of Entourage, but it seemed like a dope ass show. Uh, the one dude, on that. Uh, Entourage is my shit, uh, but the one dude Turtle, who was like one of the, uh, he founded by George founder, Turner. founder. A million case selling brand. Whew, that's some money. Uh, up to one billion? Yes. Man. But yeah, I was wondering if they, if they all stole that idea from the dude Turtle in, uh, okay. in, in Entourage. Him in, in the show, him and uh, Mark Cuban started the tequila brand. Okay. And, yeah. and after that, kind of like when everyone started jumping into the tequila game. That's what's up. That's what's up. What you... When I started getting into tequila is when me and you hit that tequila bar in Cleveland that, that doesn't tequila. exist anymore. That don't even exist no more. It was a, it was a fire-ass 
I don't know if it was something in the air that day or what, because the Indians was playing. We went to this random tequila bar. Beautiful people everywhere. And we sat at the bar. Dude was cool as shit. He started breaking down what uh, Refs Pizzato was, was yeah. what Nejo was, how tequila could be like dark. Similar to a vodka, but similar to a whiskey, depending on how it was aged yeah. and how it was made. Yeah. That's when I fell in love with tequila, because it's a very versatile alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly <clears throat> the best alcohol for you, if you could say an alcohol is good I for you. I feel like you. they say it's like the less the least amount of carbs the ca- calories, calories or yeah whatever. that in vodka but then they also say something about the uh the fact that it comes from agave is supposed to be like yeah. better for you than like the vodka the plant, the plant agave itself mm-hmm. but i feel like they say like there's a lot of benefits to uh, weed too though to what weed like weed, the weed. plant <laughs> marijuana yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm a fan <laughs> yeah, yeah it is no secret um but um, that's what it is about. I, w- I wish one day, obviously, we won't be at a college campus. Although, I mean, we're damn near doing. We came in here. I was looking around for smoke detectors. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we closed this but door. But I feel up. like that is the natural thing <laughs> a, a smoker does is to look for the. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we could maybe get away with it in here. But the thing is, you see, the minute, I don't know who it was. They walked past twice. You walk, Somebody told you where the bathroom was. They see the bottle. Yeah, they probably were like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, but nobody wants to really, like, ruffle the feathers. Yeah, that's Ten true. minutes later. But also, also <laughs> podcasting, they, they clearly knew we were in here podcasting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, a question for you then. is like, how is this podcast going to break through the massive amount of podcasts that are out there? Everyone and their mom's trying to do a podcast nowadays, right? Like, yeah. uh, C-Mac, uh... Uh, I used to poop with growing up is doing a podcast. I think he might be branching out and doing his own now. He was Who's one. Uh, Christopher McGee, he's from Sandusky, moved out to Lorraine. Shout out to Christopher yeah. McGee. He, uh, he's he got a podcast he's been doing for a little while. He's been trying to, you know, break through and do it. I think he might be doing a solo one now as well. But, like, everyone, there's a lot of people always trying to do podcasts left and right. Like, if you go and search podcasts, I'm sure, yeah. like, on Apple <clears throat> Music or whatever the different mediums are that host these things, there's got to be at least five million podcasts out there right now. I I don't necessarily want to break through anything. Like what me and Dan are doing right now, we we once lived together, um, some wild times. <laughs> um, I'm not really. I'm just really trying to have fun. I'm trying to, and in the meantime, I'm trying to really just learn a lot of shit. I just learned George Clooney. Is the owner of, but but clearly you've also Eagles. made like a hell of an investment. You got the cameras, the microphones, the computer, the mixing board. Yeah. So I mean, you obviously want something to come. You don't want seven people watching, right? I don't care about it. if it's seven people that I I fuck with or like clearly likes the show. I don't care if it's seven people. I don't care if it's seven hundred. I don't care if it's seven thousand. Like, I think second million. Or seven million because we're gonna put that out. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, see, you do want it to be seven million. But who doesn't want to be liked? Though? Exactly, it's a natural. Exactly. it's a natural process. But like, well, all I'm saying is that I'm really just doing it for community. So if there's seven people a part of my community, I'd rather be with those seven people than the seven million people that are gonna look at it on Instagram and be like, "Oh, he said the word." blah 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 or he doesn't whatever like what I really think is that I think me and 
whoever is here, I think you personally, have a lot of interesting ideas and a lot of thoughts that could be out there and we could kind of research and um, typically see what things really are. That's what I really want. And in the meantime, I'm from Lorraine. So, oh, and the reason why I'm doing it is because I've made enough money to where making money isn't everything. I firmly believe that. I yeah, believe I said that forever. You've said that forever, coming from money. Um, <laughs> to a certain point, you can only do so much for other people without doing for yourself. So, what I'm saying is, is that like. I'm just doing this to enjoy my time. If this is something I did for the rest of my life, okay. If I suck at it, okay. You know what I mean? But it's something that I did do. Like so you're saying, you're hoping just being genuine and trying to get genuine thoughts and ideas out there yeah. is what the, the yeah. calling card is. That's what I really care about because we're regular people in Lorraine, which is regular people is 95%. I don't give a fuck if it's Slim Thug over here. Like, I just want to asked Steve you Bug. why, why Slim Thug? Know, <laughs> 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 but the big like, boss, shout out, shout, shout out Slim Thug, come Slim on Thug. if you want to. <laughs> He's the motherfucking boss. Even though you're in Houston, but yeah. whatever, come on, come but, to Lorraine. Like, like, I just want to, I just kind of want to, because regular people do dope shit too. Like that's very true. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, I just want to connect with people that actually do something. What we just did, me and you, because we literally did it. Like. We did something. A lot of, I think what I don't like, and I don't like it in myself too, and put that to the side a second, um, I also want to, what I don't like, what we keep over here, is that we see a lot of people that <clears throat> understand change needs to happen, but they're not the change. It's like, oh, we want... Black Lives Matter. I don't know. Probably a bad example. But I'm not going to go out there and be Black Lives Matter. I'd rather sit here and complain about what's not being done. Instead of being like, okay, in order to see a new playground be done in my neighborhood, I need to become a city council member. And instead of being a city council member, they'd rather complain and say somebody else is supposed to do that job. But Black Lives Matter did... Give twenty one point seven million to local different. But to who though? I mean, that's not people that's who not apply the point. for grants. We'll have plenty of time to go. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's it might as well get into it. Like it, go ahead. it, it came you up. You can win this one because well, I don't I'm understand. Not, I'm not necessarily trying to win it. It's just an interesting thought in terms of what you were talking about because that was the first thing I remember off the group chat. <laughs> it was a recent conversation yeah. in there, but like okay, talk about dope shit. so obviously talk about bitches all the time either. <laughs> obviously, there Bible is Bible study. There's there's a lot of things that went that went weird with Black Lives Matter in terms of them buying that big old compound in LA and those million dollar houses yeah. to operate out of but they also gave 21.7 million out in grants to local foundations that wanted to do those different things you're talking about people who like were who, well I don't, I don't know I didn't look on there they released their financials but, but like, like for example like my mom writes grants all the time for fire woman, for, uh, woman. for Firefish her free arts and uh, music uh, festival she puts out on the rain every year so she writes grants to get money from foundations like that to fundraise to give them money to operate their smaller community outreach things, right? Yeah. So that's the different kind of organizations. Why can't those people get that money from somewhere else? 
I mean, they can, but it's easier if someone has already done the fundraising and you just have to apply to that foundation for a grant. You you write this grant and they're like, okay, how much money do you want? This is how you're going to spend it. Show us how you're going to spend it, how it's going to impact your community, and we give it to you. Instead of you having to go out there and search down each individual donor, they're basically an umbrella organization that collects the money and they give it out to a different local community this organizations is what we're here for. that support you. You know, they support <clears throat> what your foundation is supposed to be behind. So, like... In theory, Black Lives Matter donated that twenty-one point seven million. To, well, I didn't. I didn't I'm, look I'm, I'm gonna go. Go ahead. And they've they've given it out to foundations that showed them that they're gonna do things to help Black Lives Matter. You know, like probably prison reform, probably low-income housing, probably uh, different things to get people in college, help pay for college, uh, education for you know the things that the things that are plights for that specific community. You know what I mean? No. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> Congresses and shit. It's probably not going to bring up, but they, yeah, see, they did those, those mansions shit, yeah. It means using six, like, we're not, and this is New York Post, I don't know how thorough these people are. I think the New York Post is somewhat reputable. But eventually, me and him, because he's probably he's probably going to be a regular, we'll probably get into some real stuff on how to really source it, because he kind of touched on it a little bit, bit ago. Like, not everything that you look at is necessarily going to be reputable. Like, that's the whole internet and that's the fin- books and, thing. And that's to finish, to finish the thought that I had originally, is that I don't think we get smarter. I think we just use that knowledge and it goes somewhere else so like a caveman obviously doesn't know how to drive a car but tell somebody in a tesla to go make a fire well yeah that's definitely there's definitely this is getting to a whole nother different topic of things but like how the food industry is for example now like you guys are big on this well i'm not huge on it josh obviously is huge on it with having been vegan but you know more than an average person yeah because sometimes i feel bad and and believe i probably should be vegan or vegetarian because we can get the things we need without killing other animals but can we though you can from there's there's a lot of different things out there you can get the proteins you can get the different things you need through supplements where you really we really don't need to eat other animals or at the very least nearly as much as we do you know it's i can agree with that in different countries sometimes meat isn't the huge part of every meal like not every meal includes meat in different but technically countries. you're not even supposed to eat meat every meal but it's, we do as americans yeah. there's bacon for breakfast there's lunch yeah. meat for lunch there's yeah. steak chicken turkey whatever for dinner you're having a significant source of another animal mm-hmm. which i mean there's so many different things we get into on that it goes all the way back to religion it's endless because That's why you have people on here. I mean, like in the Bible, they say that all those animals are made yeah, out there. The but it's it's part of this conversation. Really? It's where the whole psyche no, comes good. from. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You know, like I'm not dogging you. You know, like it said that everything's put out there for us to use. Is it really though? These other animals have like thoughts, emotions, brains, and they they think about things. There's more than just. They're not really just resources for us. Like I watched a video on Snapchat. <clears throat> You know, last night or this morning, where this guy in his backyard sets up crazy obstacle courses for squirrels. <laughs> now, I know it sounds weird, sounds but like I what he did is like he, 
He if, makes, hold on. if that was in your backyard, I definitely would watch that shit. <laughs> I would be recording the no, It was that. a dope video. I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> yeah, watched yeah, it. Man. So he has he put like a huge thing. He called it Fort Nuts, full of walnuts. That's fucking. And he clever. put it with a K on it, K N U T S. <laughs> so like Fort, Fort Knox, like uh, okay. but Fort That's, Nuts. Yeah. So he put that in the middle. and He makes this That's crazy right. elaborate obstacle course for squirrels <clears> to get through to get to the nuts and see how they work it out and how they figure it out. And there's like three of them. He named them, gave them names, and yeah, yeah. like assigned personalities to them based on how they act. That's the thing about like neighborhoods, though. Like neighborhoods have that like that neighborhood squirrel, like you don't touch. You <laughs> but, know what I mean? But like, what's crazy is though, is like watching the videos. There's clear differences between the three squirrels and how they act and how they react to different stimuli, and the way they learned as a group was kind of crazy. Like one will watch while the other one's going through the obstacle course mm-hmm. to see where they failed, and then hop in and do that part differently and make it to the next part. So like. These squirrels are way more cognitively active than what we would give a squirrel a credit for. You know, yeah, like yeah. in your head, you're like a squirrel's like eat, sleep, find food. But don't they lose like their all their nuts though? Like like ninety percent of the nuts. I'm not a huge squirrel expert, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like just in theory, like the way they work this out. Like I right. wish I wish you could pull. Is there a way? Can you pull Snapchat up? I don't even know if you can. I don't have a Snapchat. Yeah. Either way, the way the way these squirrels worked out the process and like. When I'm talking about an elaborate obstacle course, this was a remarkably elaborate obstacle, co- mm-hmm. obstacle course. Like, they had to go into a room and press a button to make a ladder drop down. Wow. And they figured out how to do it. Like well, they, at they, what they, point, as the owner of that house, is this getting weird? Well, this is the second time he's done it and posted it to Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, Like, it, are you smoking? Like, I don't know what he's doing. But it's an interesting-ass concept, though. Like, just the... It's interesting. How it shows, like, these animals are way beyond comprehensively what we think they are. Yeah. And their, their concept of learning and learning from each other and interacting with their environment. Like, we were taught kind of when we were younger, at least through... I was, the animals work strictly off of instinct. You know, they don't yeah. necessarily think, they don't have emotions, they don't have thoughts. But watching them do this and the three different personalities between the three different squirrels and how they learn from each other, like one would sit there on the, on the, on the fence and watch as the other went yeah. through and then learn from them. They're clearly thinking. But I think as we advance, though, you, we learn more about stuff like that, though. Because don't, like, trees and different plants, like, uh, communicate with each other? So there's that, too. You know what I mean? There's That's some wild that. shit. And how they share resources through their root networks and yeah, things of that nature. You know nature. what I mean? Very, like, very interesting. But I kind of think we've always known that. Like you said, we don't really get smarter, right? We don't get smarter. So I think as I think we've had that concept as humans for the whole time. Yeah. But we've justified the way we interact with the environment by saying these things aren't happening. You know what I think? I think the world started getting worse when we started having just one guy. Well, that sounds like something I should be saying. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, you know how we go about our debates all the time. We do. But, like, I'm always... You I'm, know, you know, 100% to me, the Bible was made to control people. Yeah. And nothing in that book is real. That's what they'll say. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, uh, I'm just on the fence about everything. I don't really accept anything until it's final. Like, the Deshaun Watson thing we was talking about, he even says it. And that's what I thought in the beginning. If I was wrong, okay, I was wrong. If I was right, okay, well, all right, cool. But even, like, the Bible thing, like, you have your ways about it. And even when you go to, like, like I went to a Catholic college, let's put it like that. And even 
the nuns at the college would tell you, Bible stories are what they are. They're more allegory. They're not really meant to be in the literal so much. But isn't that kind of just an excuse they use to try to make it more acceptable? Because, like, the Bible says some really fucked up shit in there. It says some wild shit. The reason why I don't really get into it as much is because I really have a bad fear of God complex. On top of, I think I can do anything I can, I'm capable of doing anyways. I, rem- I remember the day that my, like, mindset started to turn on religion, like, to this mm-hmm. day. Because, like, my mom used to make us go to church... I'm a confirmed Catholic. I did the confirmation. I did a religious retreat with my church. Went out and basically like lived with church members for a weekend. They, hmm? they, they, they touch your booty hole? No. <laughs> no, none of that. that the, the day it changed for me was like, <laughs> they, they tell you, like, if you haven't accepted Jesus, you're going to hell, right? Like, which, is a, which is a fear complex, but go ahead. Yeah, so that's, I had that thought, and I'm like, well, what about these kids that are, like, born in... South America that have no access yeah. to understanding what Christianity is. Yeah. You're supposed to tell me if this kid dies before some white man reaches him, he's going to hell. But what I say, like, come on, man! Like, and I asked, I asked the priest about that. I was like, he was like, well, um, he didn't really have an answer, you know. Like, he was like, yeah. uh, well, if he accepted Jesus in his heart and blah blah blah, I was like, so he's going to hell. He's like, well, if he never, he never got baptized, yeah, he's supposed but to. The thing go to is, hell. like, like your stripes are less. What they would say. Like, if you didn't know Jesus and you just was out there living crazy, like, your stripes are less. Um, but if you knew Jesus and you were still Hitler, like, you you go to a bad, bad hell. Yeah, but, but supposedly if, if if Hitler... And I'm not a... I'm but not supposedly a, if right before Hitler died, if he confessed to his sins yeah. and apologized for him, supposedly he would still go to heaven, according to the Bible. You know what I think? <laughs> I think... That's some bullshit. <laughs> I think Jesus and Allah are are responsible for saving just as many people as they killed. But what about... Think about that. Well, they killed more, probably. Think about that, though. If, if in fact, everything is true, they've saved just as many people as they killed. Maybe more. They probably well, killed more. More than likely, if either one they, of those stories are true, they're the same person, and both sides are fighting for no fucking reason. That's some... That's part two. <laughs> but like, but yeah. if you want to get into that, like, it's a lot we can get into. We can get into you know Google facts. If, if both but, of them are, if either one are real, they're probably the same thing because the origin stories from both line up almost exactly. The thing is, like my grandma is very devout, and she's very, she's really onto this stuff. Like, and I don't, I, I, in theory, since we're going with that, I believe that whatever you believe is ultimately what your reality is. I can't tell you that Jesus isn't real. I can't tell you that Allah isn't real. I can't tell you heaven isn't real. So if you believe there's a heaven, you die, you go to heaven. If you believe that, you know, there's a heaven and you believe also in hell, I don't think that everybody's hell is the same hell. Your hell might be some fiery, dark place where it's 3,000 degrees for the rest of eternity. I might think it's like puppies. Because I'm allergic to puppies. Yeah, fair enough. You know? I, I feel like that's like Little Nicky. You just kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched a lot of Little Nicky when I was younger. Little Nicky is a good-ass movie. I love Popeyes. Love that chick from Popeyes. <laughs> Send us some money. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor. I'll have a whole spread of Popeyes yeah, right here sure. if you want to give some money. But, um, 
I lost my train of thought off of my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It, religion is a weird thing to me. To me, it's, it's meant to control people. Oh, it was going into the, how you said your grandma was so devout. Yeah. That's why it exists still. That's why people still, in my opinion, believe in stuff. Is because you don't want to think of someone who is important in your life as your grandma as spreading something to you that's anything but positive. Because you trust intuitively that person and you love that person so much and you know they would not purposely steer you the wrong way because of how they feel about you and your other experiences with them that you, that gives credence to a belief that if you look at it just straight from like a perspective outside of that it's clearly like come on man like you know what I'm saying <laughs> but you have to think of it like this too though how many how many people were saved by the medicine that was made from somebody that believed in Jesus if it wasn't for that belief they wouldn't have made those sort of contributions. But why? Why does that belief had to make? I don't. Is is the belief tied into them making the medicine? I think belief is ultimately what shapes all of this, though, right? But was like if I believe if I was if this was so ten thousand BC. So you're saying the person who made penicillin, maybe not penicillin, but something like that, did it because he wanted to go to heaven, or just because that was a generally good person who wants society to be better? I think they were doing it for God's work. I think everything people do when you're of faith is God's work. Like, I'm going to school so I can, of medicine, and um, I'm doing that in the name of Jesus because this is what I feel he's called me to do. So can you say that he's saved just as much as he's killed in the name of Jesus? I don't know. We'd have to really look into... That's a lot of shit. You'd have to really look into the religious beliefs of the people who invented different shit over the years to have a good answer for that. Well, who didn't, though? Because the thing is, like, when we go deeper into the history, you couldn't be accepted unless you were of the faith, too. But a lot of the people who discovered a lot of the important things were excommunicated by the church or not accepted by the church because they went against them. But eventually they had to take it because the church didn't... But that goes to the other side of it, though. That's the opposite of what you were saying. Like, you know... I could be wrong. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, like, to really know if what your theory is true or not, we have to, like, look into the religious backgrounds of all these people we who've done all these different shit. We could bring somebody in here. We could bring a priest in this motherfucker. Well, and if you bring a priest in here, he's going to obviously be biased towards saying, yes, this That's person cool. was. That's cool. Uh, we'd have to actually, like, We're all biased out, to something. But we have to actually find out what these people's religious beliefs were. Like, we have the internet right there, like... You could type, I don't even know who the inventor of penicillin was, but like you could probably find out if he was religious or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is like, what we're here for. But Imagine to doing do that, we have to be, we have to be prepared. We have to be prepared coming into the episode, no, like having but done this, some of this research. That's why when we get into Alexander Fleming, um, that's why when we get into Substack and we actually go find people that we like that represent who we represent or whatever. We can look up and see, like, okay, this person believes this. And then they'll say, Alexander Friendling was this, and, um... It would be nice to have, like you said, someone to operate the computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, but that's what originally it was. If it was me and, uh, uh, Just Blaze, and you were here, like, yeah, you can sit here and talk all you want. We have a third mic. Yeah. You can talk all you want, but... You'll be in the background, or I'll be in the background if you brought somebody that you like. I watch a, I watch a, I watch a thing on YouTube all the time called Good Mythical Morning. It's a person named Good Stevie. Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Stevie on YouTube. <laughs> she's just the person who like does that type of shit. Like she has all yeah. the information behind the camera. Like she's not actually even on screen. 
she just like her voiceover comes in and like yeah. talks about stuff. But Good Mythical Morning is a dope ass uh, podcast or YouTube channel, YouTube show, whatever. I, I love that show. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what maybe even like want to get in on the idea. But they do a thing with taste testing too, which is kind of where that idea mm-hmm. even came from. Um, but bro, they make type it in right now. Type in Good Mythical Morning. Uh, he was a Presbyterian, which is of, of the church. Yes, it is. So, you know what I mean? So, you can't say that he was all bad if he was making people that was making medicines. That well, was... no. I, I would never say that by being... That I would never say that by being religious, you're automatically all bad. I, I could never say that far. You... you, you and to, to defend you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put it like that. You are spiritual. You don't think of a God, though. I don't think of there being a particular, like, defined... As any of the religions define there being a God. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, and backed up kind of by the history that my dad has given me through being a history professor, most of these religions were derived by people in power as ways to control their people that were under them. Like, the reason why there's heaven and hell, because before heaven and hell, before there being a one God, Everything was uh, pagan, which means multiple gods, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. And most of those places, there wasn't a, if you live good, you go to heaven. If you live bad, you go to hell. It's a, you honor these people in life, and they give you the best results possible in life. But when you die, you're all going to the same place. Like, yeah. in Greek mythology, it was I Hades, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to the same <laughs> place. But even like Indian, Indian Native American culture. They were pagan as well. say you could say they something had multiple like guys that. usually, but you had to respect the family to a yeah. certain extent. You couldn't be a pussy. They all had different things, and there were different places you might go, like Vikings, Valhalla, whatever, whatever. They all had. different I really want to get into some Viking shit because I heard them niggas are some goons. They're crazy, and they probably came to America <laughs> first. They're probably the first yeah, Europeans to come here. But either way, going back Viking to did it first. <laughs> going back to the whole uh, the whole shit with religion and whatnot. It usually is, is used to control their, their people under them, you know? So, like, when there's a heaven or a hell, that was the way the people in power kept the people under them from uprising. If murder puts you to hell automatically, where you're living eternally in but hell... There has to be something to that, though. But no, it, it, it's literally a power play. Because if you kill someone, you go to hell, right? Yeah. Like, no matter Unle- what. Unless, unless it's a holy war and God said you can go... Which is a whole other crazy side of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah... yeah. So that's the way you keep people from uprising. All right. So if you're being held down by an oppressor and they have full control over everything because that's the way shit was back then and yeah. kind of still is now, if we're going to be honest about it. Yeah. Um, the only way to overturn that is sometimes through violence, right? Yeah. But if you commit an act of violence, you go to hell forever. So is the next 30 years of your life living good worth living through eternity in hell? My whole thing. So that's that's why they instituted this whole heaven and hell thing is to keep people from challenging them to that level. Yeah. And and that's like I like I said like through the stuff that my my dad has taught me over the years through history and him being a history professor and a scholar of history is in that's, these terms. In these terms. And he didn't and I will say in terms of he didn't push that onto me. He didn't even like He's not that kind of guy. He didn't even have that conversation with me until I started to realize it for myself. Yeah. He allowed my mom to, like, have us be religious. He never came to church with us. Yeah. But we would, he, he, like, my mom would take me and my brother to church 
every Sunday. I was in PSR at St. Thomas Public School Religion, for people who don't know. That means after I went to school, I had to come fucking home and go to fucking Bible study every Monday. <laughs> so it's not like this is coming from some atheist, I hate life kind of No, like I, I, I've had a lot of knowledge put on me from both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Obviously, as being a confirmed Catholic and all that, like I... I went through the whole You're ritual. Catholic, yeah, you know? <laughs> like, I like, went through so the that's whole like from ritual. Birth, though, yeah, know? like you I was baptized. I went to Bible studies every Monday. First communion. Learned the first communion, then went to the religious retreat. Did the whole. I don't know. Do. That sounded like somebody played with your booty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It just it was actually. <laughs> I had never heard of shit. My daughter is a confirmed Catholic. She's not going to no retreat. How old? Is she? she can't be confirmed. You don't get confirmed until you're sixteen. She was. She had her first communion. Well, yeah, this that's, year. that's the first step. You got once you turn sixteen, you got to be confirmed. She going to a retreat. Um, that's part of the process. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> when you, I mean, I'm gonna be a chaperone. So you, you could be. It, I it, ain't, honestly, I ain't honestly, the religious retreat was fun. I'm not even gonna lie. Okay, like, okay. So took, it was fun. They, I'm they, good they took us to. They took <laughs> us to like this big ass mansion somewhere down in southern Ohio. They had okay. it had a basketball court. There was a sound system. Like southern Ohio is sketchy. But go ahead. I mean, it's southern from here, anywhere from here in Ohio Southern. It was more Dang southern from here. Me. It was like a couple hour drive. There was the person who ran our PSR class and and the priest from the area who took us down there. And like honestly, I I missed parts of it because I was playing AAU basketball. I was sixteen, <laughs> so like I literally you eventually left, went pro. I literally left and came back two different times during the weekend, so I missed a lot of shit. But uh, like. There was one side of the house that had the boys' dormitories, and the other side that had the women's dormitories, and it was a whole thing where they, you're supposed to, like... You've been in some wild situations. Learn your religion, whatever, whatever. Honestly, that was, like, one of the first times I had, like, an experience. That's a hell of a pour-up. That was one of my earlier experiences, like, with a girl, to be honest with you, at this religious at a, retreat. At a Catholic spot? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy as that is. There's another one. She, uh, we were, we were over there on our side chilling. Honestly, like, we spent most of the time while I was there playing basketball and then, like, bumping Lincoln Park through the sound system because there was a lot of Lincoln white Park. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, there was a lot of Lincoln Park getting played <laughs> at that point in time. And, like, one night, like, all the girls snuck over to our side yeah. of the dormitory or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And we got caught, like, in the, in the middle of it. And, and this one girl, like, Literally dove in my bed and like hid under the covers, yeah. <laughs> and like all the other girls got kicked out, <laughs> and, and she stayed in there after everyone came out because no one ever found her because obviously I was like I was big, so I just like yeah, uh, yeah just <laughs> like took as much as I could. I'm six five, six six. So yeah, but I mean it was a fun time. But regardless, like I've I've had like a lot of a backstory on both sides of the thing. Like, I almost went to college wanting to be a religion major, just because the whole stuff behind it is intriguing like it's cool to think that you're part of a bigger a bigger process a bigger thing and there's like a divine meaning behind whatever you're doing right what was you gonna get out of it though i don't know it just like it was it really intrigued me like the mythicality of it it, yeah like the mythicality of it and just like knowing like there could be a more to and that's what gets a lot of people into it there being more to life than what life is yeah you know like but that's what that's what my picture. argument is, though. Like, if there wasn't a God, then what would people really cling on to? But we're talking about 8 billion people. Well, if you go just straight based off facts, nothing is ever 
destroyed or created in the universe. Yeah, of course. So it's you're going to move on to another plane of existence. Yeah. Whether you're conscious or not in it, who knows? Yeah. So that's what, I mean, there's, probably, there's some sort of life after life, but what is it? Do you think it's these things that other people have made up that it is? Because no one knows unless you, until you die, right? Yeah. yeah. So anything else that is there is unless just... Unless you died and came back. Yeah. But everything else made up is, is just a story people make up to like tell you what it's going to be like. Yeah. But how would they know? You know, like, I've, like the, the fact of the Bible being the word of God, like how, how crazy does it sound that some dude went up on a mountain, saw a burning bush, and God talked to him and told him the commandments? Well, I mean, I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, and he kind of goes into it a little bit. He basically said that, like, it was a burning bush. The bush was like, we'll say like it's a weed bush. So he got high, and then he went and wrote the... Man, I don't even think it was that. I think he some lightning hit a bush, and it was on fire. And he was like, shit, if I tell him this bird, the burning <laughs> bush told me this shit. This is all speculation, though. No way, we'll never know. Just like the Bible. But I showed you that book. That book uh, was... He... He sponsored it. He was talking about how um, drugs basically create a religion. Um, like how shrooms and DMT is the reason why we have religion. But I don't want to get into it because basically that's his idea. I'm not, I'm not Joe Rogue. I'm not really interested well, as much. The first time, <clears throat> first time I ever did shrooms was because I heard it was a religious experience. Okay. What uh, time? What age was this? It was my freshman or sophomore year of college. Probably my freshman time. year. Yeah. You was a wild boy. I wanted to get into that because <laughs> you didn't just really go to like, and I mean, I don't want to like, I'm not really big on like levels of shit because I love LC, but you went to an Ivy League college though. Yeah. You went to Dartmouth. You, that's that's the same division as what Brown and Yale, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Harvard. blah blah blah. But I think Josh himself, he got. You get a full ride? Um, well, these don't give full rides. It's a whole, which is some racist shit, actually. Um, oh. But <laughs> I gotta have like a, a crazy ass ACT score to get. Yeah, I mean, they don't. They give need based financial aid if you get in. But the reason why they don't give full scholarships is because of the GI Bill that got passed after World War II. They didn't want common Americans getting into these colleges. And how long has Brown been a school? I don't know, a long fucking time. I know Harvard's been like the 1700s. Yeah, yeah they've all been, all those schools are 17, 1800s. Well, it's crazy that, like, something, a school of that, I don't know if I'm going to use this word right, because, you know, I'm the third one in. Conglomerate C. Stature. Stature. <laughs> uh, it's crazy that they would have a GI Bill. Well, no, that was the. That was a that was a law put into effect after World War II. After World War II. Where everyone who was fought, in the, fought for the country was able to get college paid for yeah. through scholarships. And the Ivy League schools decided they're not going to give any scholarships because they didn't want people coming in they didn't want in. It's part of their elitist shit. We about, <laughs> 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 Yeah, so that's a whole other thing. But they, they was like, in World War Two though, like, like Germans or whoever was like talking to black soldiers like, yo, they don't really fuck with y'all there. Y'all might as well just come over here, tell us the secrets, yeah. and just be Germans. But the Germans didn't fuck with them either, though. <laughs> yeah, of course they had this superior. <laughs> it was just it was just a fucking part of the game. What you know? 
something to think about. But yeah, nah, the Back of this bus. But so the Ivy League schools still <laughs> to this day don't give any scholarships out because of that. They didn't. It, that was where it, it changed. At. Before that, they did give out scholarships, but now they don't give out athletic scholarships, nothing of that nature. Okay. It's all just need based financial aid. How did Marlon get in then? Um, He's a smart ass motherfucker. Yeah, I mean Marlon was smart and. He was good at basketball, and like that, like they have a thing they do for like the basketball programs where they don't take. And this isn't actually regarding Marlon. To those who don't know who Marlon is, he's the guy that's ducking underneath uh, uh, Dan Bieber as he's shoot as Dan is shooting a basketball. Yeah, one of the jumpers on one of my pictures I got out there. Yeah, Marlon. Was, on, on we played AAU basketball together. He's from Cleveland Heights. Um, then we ended up going and playing basketball at Dartmouth College together. I actually went there because he was already committed there. Um, but How did you meet him? AU, just playing AAU. basketball. Yeah, okay, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, we played for the same AU basketball program, um, CBC, which is now OBC, ran by Mike Duncan, probably the premier AU. He's team. the one dude on Instagram. Yeah, Duncan, yeah, I send some hits every once in a while. Yeah, he be blocked for a while. Yeah, because he, I don't know, he's weird, but he's cool. No, no shots at you, Mike. <laughs> no, he's a cool dude. No problem. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he's, he's provided a lot of opportunity for a lot of people over the years and got a lot of people into colleges. Um, but, yeah, so, and this doesn't actually apply to Marlon. His SAT scores and his uh, GPA was, was high enough where he probably could have got, got in on his own. But the Ivy League schools, they'll, they rate your class. So, like, if a coach is bringing in an eight people, they have an average score on the SATs and an average GPA your class has to have. So if you bring in two or three kids that have 4.0s, super high ACT scores, you could bring in some kids that got 2.8s, 3.2s, and have lower GPA scores because you just have to to meet this average that the athletic program has So if the average was 3.0, I could have two 4.0s and two... Two point oh theory, yeah. yeah. Now that's not the exact numbers, obviously, no. but yeah, it's it's what it is. Like yeah. your class has to meet a certain standard, so that's you how you and Josh, you guys had like, I know Josh for sure was like four point nine six or some shit. Yeah, on the weighted shit, we both were like over four point oh, which weighted GPAs are a whole weird thing. How'd y'all do that shit? I could never do no shit like that. I mean, I just I had a, I got all A's my freshman year, and then I kind of coasted and I took the harder classes so like they were rated like if you got a B it was technically an A because oh, it was, it was the, weighted. the gifted class but and all I, that shit <laughs> eventually I'm gonna have somebody on here to, to explain a lot of that shit I want the superintendent but like I'm gonna get somebody on here that talks that. about testing and why Avon isn't a better school necessarily it's just the fact that like people don't help with their kids' homework in Lorraine or something. Well, there's that, and there's also the fact that standardized testing is standardized testing is biased. Boom. In terms of one thing, boom. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it, it weights things that a certain person thinks is important. Yeah. And it has a lot of cultural biases into it, and and. It, it but essentially, though, it's because of these things. I want somebody. You obviously can shed light on it. We could do that another day, but like you probably be sitting in anyways. Um, but we, I want to get into those type of things because, you know, I got kids and um, it's a thing because just because my kids got the bare minimums, I don't want them to go to school in Avon just because I'm told to believe that that's a better school. There's there's a lot there's a lot to a lot of different parts of this. Um, I think individual experiences are a big part of things like a big part of. Like me getting into Dartmouth, for example, I got a question for you. Go ahead. was uh, my interview <clears throat> I did in my essay. Yeah. Like, 
They said the people who I did that stuff for when I did my application to Dartmouth, they said regardless of playing basketball, I already got in based off my interview and my essay I wrote to get in, which was based on my experiences going to a public school in Lorraine and having to overcome the obstacles that are given to me. Like those. Word right there. Yeah. What? Overcome. Like, there's nothing to overcome in Lorraine, though. But, I get what you're saying. I, it's not you. Okay, it's but, them. like, no, for example, there is, yeah. though, because ours, when I went to King, I'm pretty sure when you went to King, we were using textbooks from the 70s, right? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> they're the same yeah. textbooks that people have yeah. for 40 years. Yeah. Like, they ain't had the updated information in there. Yeah. They ain't have, like, we ain't, frozen yeah, we ain't have no smart TVs. <laughs> like, now Lorraine City School is, has all that shit. They have smart classrooms. It's nice. It's a beautiful school. Yeah. Like, they have everything you would need. But, like, we, Admiral King, uh, you know, we ain't really have a lot of that shit. Yeah. And so, me being able to express how I was able to still learn these things through those environments and learn how to survive in an environment that's not just everything catered and handed to you yeah. really stood out to the people who were in charge of bringing you into that school. Now, also, that's a whole other thing, too. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, why does that even matter? <laughs> you know, it's not like, trying to tell you. Like, like, <laughs> like, why does it even fucking matter? Like, yeah. it, it is what it is. But but you've been down with the black community since since you can remember. You've been popping your collar. <laughs> I tried it. It didn't work. But either way, <laughs> like, but like you've been you've been heavy on black issues for quite some time. Well, just because I've seen the discrepancies, yeah. like you know. Kind of, I've kind of lived in both worlds. Side question. I'll let you finish. If you had a colored baby with somebody that's of ethnicity, how do you view how they look upon themselves? Like, is it okay for them to view themselves as white, or do you think it's like something that is bestowed upon them to believe that they're a person of color? Um, I mean, well... <laughs> I, I watch. That's a huge question. There. Well, I watch the show Mixed Dish a lot. <laughs> okay, um, this seems interesting. So I've watched all the issues: the Mixed Dish, the Groaners, the Blackish. Like Black me and Gina watch all those shows. We love them all, honestly. And it's kind of fucked up. The Mixed it's Dish. Good, got, it's it's fucked up. The Mixed Dish got canceled. Um, they, they raise a lot of questions in there that yeah, like you said, people aren't like, ready to hear. The mom on Blackish is mixed. Exactly. So it's her origin story. Yeah, it's her origin story. Yeah, like she gets story. into a public yeah. school when they start. And she turns into the doctor. But like yeah. they address a lot of issues head on in that show that people yeah. weren't probably ready to hear on the main but the main scale. What I don't and like, that's one of the things they were talking about in there though, was like the identity what? of mixed children. What I, I don't like is the fact that if they're going to cast a black person or something like that is somebody that's mixed on the lighter of tones like that's not to say like i don't like lighter mixed people but you know you could be my color you could be you know um somebody of darker so you could look like idris elba and still be considered mixed you can you know what it's i mean it's all genetics work out i mean but i like but it seems that it's still it's one of those things of the lighter of skin is what they're looking for like that's always got to be the prettiest yeah i mean it's, but, that's a whole different standard of beauties and beauty in america and all that and there's nothing wrong with that. liking what you like either you no, know what i mean there's nothing wrong with that you ever see the picture of what america's supposed to look like and oh i was everyone's supposed to basically be, be beige by a yeah, certain point in time yeah but like but but after your like identity of that like the world and america if you're mixed is going to view you as black 
You know, that's just that's just how it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're at any any color in you, you're viewed as that color other than being white. You can't just say, I'm white. So, if you say what I, what I care, what they identified as, like, no, like, I would want to instill the identity of, like, you have both sides in you, but obviously I'd have to, like, be realistic about things like, and that the world is going to see you as other somebody somebody made a point to me one day <clears throat> they were like it's completely okay to say uh black power but i can't say white power because you should still feel some sort of uh well that's some be- sort of love for your ethnicity you can have love for your ethnicity without saying white power because white has historically been the power okay so like to say and, and oppressive in their power yeah right like yeah. If there England, was no oppression to it, it wouldn't be exactly. To it. It's it's the historical context of it. Like this small ass country of England imperialized the whole fucking world. The sun uh, never set <laughs> on the British Empire. Yeah, like they imperialized fucking everything. Like this small ass group of white people fucking just came over and <laughs> through force and brutality fucking like imposed their yeah. will. The on Spanish, a lot of the places. Spanish free. Uh, the they had the the best ships in the world. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck everyone. Fuck Alexander the Great. Yeah, and we're going to get to where you've been before you got there, and we're going to take it over. I'm not saying fuck China, fuck China, because y'all niggas is crazy. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, so there's that whole side. That's why it's not okay to say those things according to society at this point in time, which it might be getting a little skewed far in one direction in terms of that, but it's understandable because white has been the power. If you're saying white power, it's saying... I support the status quo of how things have been yeah. when that's not the way things should be. It should be much more equal and yeah. everyone should have their own voice in, in what society is. You had an original thing you were saying earlier. I'd like to start back, back to the mixed dish part or what? I think it was mixed dish. I cut you off though. Yeah, I kind of yeah. got back into it. Just like yeah. the whole, whatever I, like the world's going to identify you as being whatever you're mixed with and white rather than being white. So if like I had, me and Gina have kids. Obviously, they're going to be mixed in that. But does it matter anymore? Is 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 there is there? I know there's out there. Is there really black people out there that's just hundred percent African? Talking about in America. In America, not a lot. Is there really <laughs> truly anybody that's hundred percent? Not a lot, but that also comes from fucked up shit. It's fucked raping. up. Raping. Yeah, you know what I mean. And all sorts of shit. But no, no. Like obviously, like if you. Just from a genealogical standpoint, look at black people in America as opposed to black people in Africa. Yeah. It's not gonna line up. Yeah, and, and like ninety for like was it like ninety nine, ninety five percent of people in general share all the same like DNA. Oh yeah, and, even if you're a completely different race, an African and a person who's pure red Polish, yeah. they're ninety five plus percent of the DNA is identical. But you know, so what's races crazy? don't even matter. They shouldn't matter. They really they do. don't. It's just a hoax. I mean, yeah. Well, that all goes into the way the world works economically is to make a certain group about economics (laughs) to to make a certain group (laughs) feel better. You have to have a group that's worse. But do you think? Do you think that's within our DNA to have somebody doing better while other people are doing worse? I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Shouldn't Do you be. think it's something natural between us? Though? I don't necessarily think it's natural. I, I think it's all learned. You think it's learned behavior that I need to have? 
more than this other more person. More than you. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's it's hard to get away from that just in society as a whole, as to how we're taught from a young age, and even if not taught, just like what you observe and what you feel like. So you're saying what like um, what Birdman was doing in the early 2000s is what is more learned behavior as to actually wanting to the need to have billions of dollars well yeah somebody else is suffering yeah because we've been taught that like you have to have this and take like from other people and it's kind of like in some ways it's accurate because we've been all subjugated to certain circumstances it was natural to go and take from other people back in the day like when England was doing a shit, was and when it was on a bullshit, it was natural to take your resources from Africa, your resources from India, your resources from Spain for a better living for us. That I mean, it's an interesting way to get into it because there's like it's like greed to an extent. Most I, I had to do more research into it and to see like who were more the we're people not doing here to things. Be, we're not here to be. 100% correct. We're not historians. No, but I like to have most of my opinions grounded in some sort of fact before I like really like commit to it, yeah. you know? So, but like... But you also, you also don't stand on, on your bunker hill when you have a belief of things. That's what it's to be like about Dan. If he believes something and you can come with facts, you can come with counterfacts to that fact, he will switch his mind to what is believed. I like to try to know what's accurate, yeah. So, As, and yeah. I will stand on my, my belief until proved wrong. Like, I yes. will stand on it hard until I'm presented with evidence that shows me that it's wrong. Yeah. And then, because, like, I believe being proved wrong is how you learn. You know, you have yeah. your belief, and you believe this to be true until someone proves you otherwise. Well, yeah. instead of being mad that you were wrong, no, I just learned something new. I, I elevated, you know. Mm-hmm. So... But like to get back to to that, it's like a now you could go and be able to sell people like, oh yeah, what I actually I thought this, but now I actually learned that this happened. Throughout human history, going back to what we were talking about, it's always been well, for, not I don't know about always, but for the longest time, it's been a class that controls most of everything and everyone else underneath it. Yeah, so until all those, the United States, though, right? But even still, strongly in the United States, that was the. I mean, like, in the United States, to originally be allowed to vote, you had to be white and own land. You're very radical. <laughs> so it was like... It was... Uh, yeah. And that was considered radical. <laughs> like, yeah. even just owning land was allowing to give you your rights to having yeah. an opinion on shit. Yeah. So, like, it's always been a, a class on top and everyone under. So to be able to control all those people underneath the people on top, you have to make it seem like you're fighting against each other to get to up to that elite spot. When, in fact... It's with people in the elite that control everything that the masses should be going against. Like, why does it make sense that one percent of people control more wealth than ninety nine percent of the re- than the rest of the ninety percent do combined? And we all argue amongst ourselves: Oh, the black people are ruining this. Oh, immigrants are ruining this. Oh, white people are ruining this. When it's really just this small group of people that are really in control of everything and set it up so they continue to control things. But do you think it's something of where? Excuse me. Of where large group of people, big projects aren't as good as people ahead of that that are able to make better decisions. That specifically 
are aligned to do those things. I mean, most of them didn't necessarily make better decisions to get there. They're doing whatever they got to do to stay there. Basically. Yeah, they I they guess. had the money and the resources beforehand to maintain where they're at. But what I'm more so asking is, do you think it's a better place to be to have, we'll say, 10,000 people that are specified at whatever the fuck they're doing, making decisions for the world, or do you think it's better to have one billion people who can't decide on shit, who, you know, whatever. But why can't that one billion people decide on shit? I think it's the way things are designed are to make it that way. I think the misinformation put out there is put out there deliberately to keep people confused and keep people from seeing the full picture of things and keep them subjugated. Um, I think if I don't know how to get to that point like just facts were out there and truth was out there and like everything was apparent I believe every person has the ability cognitively to make a good decision on it so my question would be how many people do you think would be able to put the kind of work in that you put in to become a pro and how many people would really leak through those cracks I mean I think anyone could put in the work I just think there's a lot of different circumstances that deter people and allow people to get in their own way. I don't... There's there's obviously a certain amount of self-control uh, and self-discipline and whatever uh, accountability to the person, each mm-hmm. individual person, to be the best version of themselves. But it's also a side of it as to what that best version of yourself is and how it's been presented to you and like what you're supposed to be trying to achieve is put there to control you at the same time and like how the systems are built to make certain people not see them in them see that in themselves and how it's kind of mind control in a way and obviously like you want to say everyone has the ability to get out of that but if you look through the history oh, of the world, it doesn't you're, happen. You're, you're counteracting me, but like, go ahead and say. I what mean, you no, that's, that, that, that's what it is, though. Like in my opinion, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, there's definitely personal accountability. I mean, there's personal accountability for sure. But there's the the system is set up the way it is by the people in control, by the people who control all the money. Understood. They built the system. I agree. They didn't build it for them to be able to be uprooted for everyone to reach their status. They want to be in that status and control that status and maintain how they are. So they built a system that makes it hard to break out of. I don't, I, and where we disagree is that I don't think that 1% of people can control who I am as a person. Like, obviously, you could say that I kind of grew up in a more affluent place. You know, like, you could say I was middle class. All my parents worked at Ford. I had a I got another parent that, you know, she did well off as well. Um, but you can say I also have a skewed vision from how good off we were. But I don't think that anybody can hold anybody back to a certain extent. Can you say that redlining? Can you say that, like, putting African Americans or whoever in a lower place? Can stop people? Yes, I do believe that those kind of systems were in place. But as the individual and the individual spirit, I don't think that anybody can kill the individual spirit if that spirit understands what it's capable of and just does things. 
But part of the system is to not let them understand that. You know, not understand what their worth is and not understand what their potential is. But if I'm not aware... If I'm not aware of what I'm... Of what my limit is supposed to be, then how am I supposed to be aware of that through other people? It's it's the whole system. Like, it's just built that way. Like, if you're... I'm not arguing that there is Generationally... If everyone before you hasn't had shit in your but family, why don't they have shit? I mean, there's a, a vast, vast you, number. Are of you reasons. saying that these one percent is the cause of ninety nine percent of those people's problems? Um, I don't know if that's the exact number, but uh, I'd say it's they're the cause of of why the system is the if way you, it is. If you say a random number, like, you know, I mean, it's fifty percent of their problems. Fifty percent of anything is a, a huge good amount. reason. Let me say, yeah, at least I would say at least that at least that number. I would think at least seventy five percent, honestly. Yeah. Just because it, it's all built that way. Like you give, like like I said, like my, how I got into Dartmouth is my essay of overcoming, right? Yeah. And so those things that I supposedly overcame were put there purposefully to keep the people from this area, who they know are mainly minorities, etc. From getting up to that upper crust, you know, like but America, why would but, why would our public schools be defunded like they are every year by the people in charge? Because they don't want you to know these things. But Lorraine, even when we grew up, was still pretty affluent compared to some like Southside Chicago. Sorry, Uncle uh, Don. Every city around us, though, is more affluent. But they also Besides closer. They're closer to Cleveland. Is Vermillion If you don't own land in Vermillion You're probably poor as fuck But what's the difference between Vermillion and Lorraine Amherst and Lorraine They're no closer to Cleveland They're no closer to these better jobs We have the bigger river that comes through Lorraine's downtown We have the better lakefront property You know what I'm saying So it's like (laughs) I honestly don't know But I can only imagine them Being Um Rewarded with some of these systems that you speak of, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't get into Lorraine. Well, it's not saying that anyone can't, any one individual can't overcome these circumstances. Like obviously, if you take it to an individual, to an individual, how many, how many individuals really can up, can beat these kind of odds? I mean, I don't know. I don't have a number for that. It's impossible to have a number for that. But like, for the system to continue operating at the level it does and maintain the people at the top. A certain amount have to not be able to, you know what I'm saying? Like to maintain yeah. the status quo, they, there has to be a balance for them to maintain that power dynamic. And in fact, they've been growing it over the last hundred years. That, that rich poor balance. Yeah. keeps getting yeah, it's getting more the and gap more. Is wide. Yeah. So obviously, their system is succeeding in what they're trying to do. So do you think Lorraine could eventually be a Wakanda? I mean, Lorraine is already on somewhat of a comeback, but then the problem is, is how much is that is going to actually benefit the people who are here now? And how much is it going to be new people coming in and investing yeah. and making money and then the people who are here being sent to another place because yeah. they can't afford to live here anymore? Gentrification type, yeah, gentrification, you know? So it's like, yeah. that's that's the crazy part about it. Now, but Lorraine was on a comeback right before the pandy happened. Yeah, and it still somewhat is. Downtown Lorraine is way better now than it was when it's we were beautiful. kids, and like way better. I would like to see more shops, but like the thing is, like 
the internet. If this was like 1920, of course you could have like a furniture shop downtown. You know? Internet kills a lot of that shit. But do you think like oh, I forgot the question? But like, <laughs> do you think that like the internet is gonna outsource all of this shit? I mean, it it makes hard it makes it hard for brick and mortar places to exist because people would rather just order shit from their phone than go somewhere. I had a friend. Um, he's the owner of uh, Relic Clothing. He was saying that a business friend of him his said that like. You shouldn't go, you shouldn't go, and have a brick and mortar because one, you have to be there twenty four seven. Like if you if you're open Monday through Friday nine to five, you got to be there. Yeah. Or Saturday Sunday nine to six or whatever the fuck it is, you got to be there. As it were online, if you just sold your clothes online, you or you, he he has like this crazy ass uh, RV. He uh, renovated. I wish I could. Put a picture up of it. I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? So he does that. He's a crazy-ass hustler, though. Like, he was telling me some of the ideas that he had for it, and I was just looking at it. I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the basically, he essentially has a food truck, but he sells clothes out of it. Mm-hmm. Goes to a different place and does all that shit. Yeah. Like, he just pulls up, and he's able to do that. Like, I think... I, when I think of when I think of the hustler spirit of Lorraine, I think of people like that. I, I agree, but then going back to the system of things, if everyone who wanted to have their own clothing business was doing that same thing, and forty people were pulling up to all the same events selling clothes in an RV, there's not going to be enough there in terms of business for all 40 of those people to make that money, right? But like, that's the that's whole part of what I'm getting That's assuming that 40 people are going to pull up to this event but that has is, 100 people there. But that's the thing, is that's why you can't say one person's individual, that's why an individual can make it out, but not necessarily everyone can, because everyone but, can't do that. But people that, but people have food trucks that pull up to like random ass like and, baseball and how places. And how many food trucks fail a year? A lot. Exactly. It's, a bad, it's a bad business. But <laughs> like... All to say that, like, if I pulled up to this baseball spot and I'm the only one selling rice and beans, like, I'm probably gonna get buku money because people love rice and beans. They love a pasolillo. They love, you know, all but, that type. But of now shit. there's forty different places there. If there's forty people, places that's, there, that's my point. That's though. like that's, that's like that's the whole know. thing of the system. That's what I'm saying. Like for an individual to overcome. That's capitalism, though. That's the whole point. That's the system. Exactly. Capitalism. But, Which is designed to keep a certain amount of people as subjugates. Me and you go, Is the camera even still filmed? It's not. We're at <laughs> an hour and 45, just to let you know exactly where we're at with this. So nothing We else barely even scratched here. the surface of everything that we could talk about. Yeah. If we took with what we have for the last hour and 45 minutes, if we literally just took those things and we just broke it down for even an hour, we would probably find something that derived into something else. To where even just me and you, like if we brought somebody that was an actual teacher that could come in and talk about school tests, and I really want fucking Miles to come in here. I mean, we get it. I, I could get Stacy in here. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean. But like, I mean, like we get in here, we start or whatever and all that shit. We start bullshitting. We get some of this Don Julio in our system. 
talk about how, you know, Lobos is probably the best tequila or whatever. <clears throat> um, which, you know what I mean? Like, all I'm looking for is another 15 minutes, another 30 minutes of just a regular person's time. And, you know. Let's, let's give me something fun for a second then. Huh? Let's, let's give me something fun for a second. We've been serious. Oh, you want, you want some get, of this? Get into some music or well, something. Listen, well, listen, I have this segment here. First off, while I get the segment ready, um, what is the most Lorraine thing you could think about? What's the most Lorraine thing you've ever seen? I mean, the first thought is the international. Uh, you know, that's like yeah. kind of the first thought. Where was the international? Where was the international at? For me, originally, the first international I went to was on that in that park right next to Lorraine Middle. Uh-huh. And then they switched it to back behind uh, that shit on the south side over by Campino. Oh, it was over at Campino too? Yeah, they had it, they had it at that, uh, oh, yeah. where Apples and shit is over there. You know, Apples is on. Oh, they did have that over yeah, there. Yeah, they had it back there But they used to have uh, carnivals and shit over there <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, they <laughs> And then they moved to where I said now, which is definitely the better location, although they got way fucking overpriced. Yeah, um, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go this year. I didn't either, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I remember it being over there by City Hall. Yeah, it was there for a while. I remember being there when I was in middle school. Then they moved it over behind Apples on 254. Uh, oh, name the remake. You know, this is this is name the remake, right? Before we get into this. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna know any of this shit. You, you probably will. I probably won't. Um, <laughs> name the remake is just basically, this is really kind of like a music podcast um me and dan talked about this before um is it is there a way to make the perfect song is there a perfect song out there oh yeah we're talking about a song it could be 10 out of 10s or not is it can is there a perfect 10 of a song and what i've done because i'm on the road and, and, and if there is a perfect song, a ten out of ten, can another song also be a perfect song? That was that was my thing. If a song is a ten, how many tens can you have? Like how many perfect songs can you have? If, there, if there's a ten, should everything else be nine point nine, nine point eight, nine point nine eight? Like how can everything be perfect? That was my point. I seen a stat where it was something like, it was something like, every day there's like five hundred thousand new songs that's out there. And what Dan, to Dan's point, they were saying that, he was saying that basically if this is a perfect song, there can't be too many other perfect songs. Yeah. Like, to me, I think there's so many songs out there that, like, you you can't just justify that, you know, um, PYT is the greatest song of all time when people, like, I've, I've heard... Miles Jones make a perfect song. I've heard, like, you know, Bone Thugs make a perfect song. Like, First of the Month is a perfect song. Like, no matter how, it matter, no matter if you like it, no matter if it's your favorite song in the world, like, it's a fucking perfect song. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it, you know. Radio still played on the First of the Month all the time. No matter what. You know what I mean? They're making money off of First of the Month. So that's kind of what this is whole thing is. So we'll we'll see we'll see if if Dan we'll we'll see, we'll see if Dan can name any of these rain. I probably won't be able to. Like I like this song a lot by uh, Benjamin Gill. By the way, it's on a side note. This is probably my favorite song by him. 
Windows. Him and, him and Tristan, him and CKO made it. Oh, okay, yeah. I like Tristan. I fuck with the song. I hoop with Tristan every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know if that's a perfect song or not, but it's a good-ass song. It's a good way. song. He makes a lot of good songs. But the thing is, the thing is, when I was going through it, his, a lot of his songs, is that his songs are usually the best verse. Because um, it's more flow and delivery. The, the interesting thing with him is I wonder if his delivery is right for what the current state of hip-hop is. I get that. Like he kind of has like a more old school old delivery. School. It's old school he punches in hard. He has really real strong enunciation where a lot of like what's popular now is like the semi offbeat yeah. Detroit style flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thought I have. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, shit, I'm, I'm not no musicologist or some no. shit. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, what Miles puts out there. I like, but sometimes I think maybe like sometimes I question if. Um, if everybody else is to the level. I like what Michael Lewis does. Was it Michael Thomas, whatever is he runs with? I had to look at it again. I'm not sure. His stuff doesn't be that bad. Um, it's punchy, though. He could get punchy. He could... I like how he delivers it. I feel like I'm not going to get none of these fucking samples right. You don't think so? No, probably not. I think not. it's going to be... Like, the thing about the this I is... I I'm going to be like, oh, I know it, I know it, but I can't be what it is. Yeah, at best. We're going to get into it. Like, I, what I kind of want is... If I want to have a champion, I want to say that, okay, like your girl, Gina, said, like, she's really good at hearing oh, She's crazy song. with this shit. But the thing... The, 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 what I can see is the... The con of this is, if you don't know the song, exactly, you never know. You would never fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you gotta be well versed in music. Exactly. So, but like, I, I would love to have music artists and producers in it, so they were like, because they would know it. And I wouldn't know either, because like, I just gotta play this one. You don't get it? I got it off the rip. I know what song it is, but I can't think of Ready or Not, Fuji's. That's one. That's one. There's another one. There's another one? There's another one. Well, see, I'm stuck on the Fuji's right now. Ready or not, here I come. You can. I'm To kind of speed this through, because, I mean, we're just doing our thing. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> you get the spit in. How about, how about this? I don't know. What else is that? Who else did this one? Hold on. Ready for it? Ready or not? Hey. I don't wanna know. Oh, shit. If you play. Diddy and them did this one? <laughs> Damn, that's so different. That's the first too. one I thought. You got the Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I heard the Fuji's off of Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. But. What's the name of the song? Who did, who did this shit? The name of the song is. You see, I got the nigga face on there. Bodica. And you're the seller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got the Fuji's on this all day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of Fuji's though. It's Ohio. Somebody from Ohio remade this too. You might not know it. I 
don't know. That sounds cool though. <laughs> Had that song in my fucking library. At you some just point. somewhere in it, but that's when you hear it, you, you probably will never. I can see it now. Yeah. This song's hard though. This song's a great song. <laughs> I gotta get someone. <laughs> You're, do you know who the original person is? Elton John, right here. Is obviously. <laughs> someone remade this? I forgot who it was. I feel like Mike Posner remade this at some point. Uh, I feel like it's like uh, what's her name? Mary DeBiggie. Faith Evans. Faith Evans. Uh, fucking Ellen John was just in Cleveland the other day for his last show in Cleveland. Last show ever? Yep. yep. Wow. He's on his retirement tour right now. Wow. I used to be an Ellen John fan. <laughs> he makes good music though. He like, does, though. but the thing is, like, we we're supposed to play this and we're supposed to kick back and like kind of like talk about it like how we are. But Ellen John makes really fucking. Who don't know fucking Benny the Jet? Right. This is why it's a ten. <laughs> to make my point, Benny the Jets is a ten. It probably is. <laughs> hey, when I was a kid, I thought it was a group, though. I thought it was uh, L and John. I didn't think yeah. it was L and John. I thought it was L and John. <laughs> well, who? Yeah, so what's the Faith Evans song? What, what song does she do? Uh, that's the whole thing I got you gotta have that queued up. I, I, I'm just a trucker. <laughs> when like, you make the playlist, you gotta have this and then that right after. So we know what it is. No, it's not. No, it don't sound like it. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Goddamn it! Apparently, Faith Evans did it. We don't know what's wrong. The music buffs out there, y'all know. This was everyone did this one. Everyone did this one. Is it Biggie first? Tupac. Tupac. Oh yeah, clearly Tupac. I don't know what's that. But the thing is, you don't know because you just listen to it. Yeah. You know who made this song? Yeah. These are the DeBarges. Yeah, okay. I thought El DeBarge was just one person. <laughs> it's a group. So, yeah. like, it's a group of light-skinned motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Who may or may I not identify <laughs> as white or black. <laughs> it's a great song. But... It's a good song. Yeah, no. 
<laughs> See the people's faces like <laughs> You don't get it. I hear it, but I can't think of what it is. I mean, at first thought it was a Shanti for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, you ready for it? Yeah, who was it? Ludicrous? Oh. It's, a, it's the remix, oh. though, you know what I mean? Oh. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Loot is underrated. Where do you put. I don't even know if I've ever heard of the remix. You never heard of the remix? <laughs> I was in 106 apart. <laughs> I was in 106 apart every fucking day. Oh, yeah, I remember this. What's wrong with Yeah, I, just, I, I forgot the song existed. Exactly. <laughs> But no, um, where do you put Ludacris in your in your rap? I don't know where I put him necessarily, but I do in general think he's underrated. He's very underrated. And he especially like he doesn't get the flowers he deserves now. Yeah. People just think of his think of him as the motherfucker from Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild to me. It's just fucking wild. That's disrespectful. It is. Like, Luda had flows, man. I got you another one. This one's gonna take some time. I know which one it is. <laughs> 80s music, 70s music. <laughs> It was different. It was kicking it. It's a different time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they was having fun. They had some crazy ass dance moves. I have no clue what this is. You don't know. March Madness? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's clearly not that. Hold on. You ready for it? Sure. Because you haven't really heard it, it's not going to get there yet. Because we kind of fast forward oh, a little yeah. bit. Supposed to have kind of conversation to it. Yeah. See my mom or my auntie, she'd be like, "What the fuck? How you do it?" <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh, is it a drunk? I I think like I know. Fuck a song. Yeah. It takes a while. <laughs> and if you've already been drinking, you know, yeah, I'm feeling good right now. So I'm gonna be really drunk today. Right 
<laughs> I got that, motherfucker. <laughs> You know, Missy used to live in the same town as my cousins in New Jersey. Yeah. I got some rich ass cousins in New Jersey. My aunt and uncle out there, they used to live like in the same neighborhood as Missy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. One of my cousin's friends, one of my cousin's friends shared a driveway with Missy. <laughs> That's fucking wild. That's fucking wild. That's how you said that. Yeah, Hey, you're right. What was it was easy at that point. It was, it was easy to see. <laughs> but like, if you drunk, you'd be like, man, fuck, I don't know. By the time, no, nah, once they like, hit that point, it was like, oh yeah, that's Missy. <laughs> yeah. You got two minutes and thirty-one seconds in. You're like, man, fuck, I don't know. I heard the whole sample or whatever. So like, yeah, you we, might lose points. The lyrics part, yeah. If we doing shots, it's a it's a rap. It's so familiar. Yeah. It's recent, I will say. And if I gotta give you a clue, you gotta kind of lose points, too. <laughs> I'm still developing the game a little bit. This is a bad one. Beyonce kind of remade it. No, I don't listen to Beyonce. Yeah. Hey, don't kill me. You know what I mean? So don't you kill me, lose. y'all, but I don't listen to Beyonce. <laughs> If you can sing the lyric, then that's what I get. Even if it's like Lottos or if it's Mariah Carey's. I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. <laughs> I just, I mean. Okay, I got you. Give me the beat. Let me. Uh, oh, when you walk past every night, talk is new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time you got big, big energy. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> so. I feel like that's what you buy. But Gina would have Oh, Gina would have in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> this is one playlist. And Gina loves Mariah Carey, too, because of the yeah. whole Dick's thing. Oh, it's Biggie. Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, what, uh, Junior Mafia? Yeah, you can get whatever. If you can sing the song. Yeah, that's Biggie. Yeah, that's Biggie. Fuck, fuck out here, fuck that Biggie. Fuck the rest of them. If you can say that, like, no okay, offense, you get the but points. that's Biggie. You know, they got murk by pot. Some of these got more than one. So it's like. Is it summertime? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> that's the number one. Like, if this was Family Feud, <coughs> now it's like Steve Harvey. Yo. Me and Josh did a song to this beat. Did y'all? Yeah. <laughs> me and Josh that's had a song. Me, me and Josh, back when we was rapping, did a song to this shit. I wonder if I can find that motherfucker. Find it. I got this. With this uh, long ass gap here, with Nate going to take a piss, I feel like the podcast probably came to an end. Um, that being said, I guess catch us another time, another day, because I'm about to go get fucked up. Yeah. Then I crisscross, take it to the park, yes I 
Songs to me, so I can't. I think it has more than one. I get, I get money, money, money. <laughs> A little bit of vibes. The song is. I have to look it up. I'm the number one roster. Murder. Oh. I fuck with that song too. It's hard. It's a summer vibe. I like that. You know what's crazy? Is in a sixth, fifth grade concert we sung that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still looking like that. <laughs> hot shotter, I think it was yeah. hot shotter is what it's called. <laughs> That shit was, that was the hardest song. Uh, I can't find it. Yeah. Obviously, I need to. This is the original Yeah, I mean it's hard. Maybe I'll turn it up. Exactly, 
did this song? Andy Camos. Man, one hit wonder. One, talk about one hit wonder. But he had a hit though. This shit was a bang. This shit a bang, nigga. <laughs> Turn up. Turn up. See, now, please, hold on. Turn up, still like you like that. <laughs> I feel like this was on Jock Jams. They probably play this still at like. I have it in my list. I read this shit. But then we do it like this. Watch. Truck sales. My coworker would be like, "Hey, put on that one where they seem like it's in church at the beginning." Like a church. When we're on a lunch break, you're like, "Put them on something like church at the beginning." <laughs> this sounds like church. I guess it sounds White like church, church bell or White something. Church. Yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic. It's a good song. To, this song, crazy this song to like to just end out of man. Like yeah. the, the, the fucking vibe out for a little bit. <laughs> Tell my angels carry him. Cool, like, but she ain't hit the content of this shit. This shit crazy. 
Nah. It got a little bit political. That's my thing. It got a little bit too political. Like, I like, and don't get me wrong, I like the song about his auntie. It's a good song. It's a really good song. Love when you count me out. Love when you count me out. But for real, like, this song resonates on a whole different level. Because, like, even though, like, you were touching, like, the cut way back to earlier, we talked about, like, my family is sports in the fucking city and the we county. We didn't get through all the material I have. But, like, to get on to that, though, like, a lot of motherfuckers wanted to act like I wasn't shit. Yeah. And, and wanted to act like but that's I just, the thing. I was gonna I get just to that. got where I got to because family. of my family. And a lot of people act like I'm not him. I was gonna say, like, how does it feel to start off in a position of being topped off? Dog. In a situation I never where I never thought I racial, was racial discrepancies. I didn't even get to all that. I never thought I was the top dog. But think about this though. You, your senior year, you guys was ranked what in our I don't know. We got to like 14 or something. It was like, but starting off the year, y'all was like... We way down low and we came way up. Like, because my junior year, we went 4 and 17. Okay. So, we wow. had a lot of injuries, a lot of bullshit yeah, to have. Yeah. We went 4 and 17 my junior year. I was ranked high. I was a top 100 player or whatever. But like, within the city, I've always got a lot of hate. But everybody's always had a target on you. And no one ever, like, you know... I, no one ever, no one ever considered me him. So I didn't ever consider me him. But in the in the round in the, in the grand scheme of things, like now that you know we damn near a whole bottle through and down Julio. Like and a thing I want to do in YouTube videos, and I've never really done is talk a lot of shit. But like, on a certain extent, like I'm him, man. In terms of this hooping shit, like even like these motherfuckers who were good now. The people who were like the, the hoopers now. Moves, I mean, there, there's some hoopers now out of the rain. But I still believe, even at 35, one on one in a game to seven, ain't no one beating me. I believe that. I got it's, my money. It's just like, and that's no disrespect. Like, Divine is a beast. Divine Andrews, like, great thoughts. Like, I, great I coached Divine for a year. Like, I love Divine. I want him to be. The best you can keep playing the song. I want him to be. Oh, you want it back? Eh, no, you can keep doing the run through. I don't care. Like, or it ended, whatever. Like, people are who. Like, there's a lot of people out there, and like Nas and Rashad have taken it to a level further than I have. Right? Who do you, who do you think is the best that you've seen from Lorraine since you? Uh, I mean, uh, Divine is definitely way up there. Divine Andrews is definitely way up what about there. Sticks. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, Sticks has a whole nother. Sticks could probably beat me right now one on one. He's probably the only one. He's probably the only one out of all of them, because he plays so hard, like, and he don't give a fuck. He wants to win. He's hungry. He's hungry. He plays hungry. And and what's the name? The uh, the younger one, the one that's uh, he just transferred to Duquesne or something. He was at Miami of Ohio. Uh, Day Day. Day Day. Yeah. I've heard of Day Day. He's got some game. Yeah. He probably crossed the fuck out of me. But he's thirty five right now. Yeah, but either way, like, and that's nothing against any of them. And like, no, this is I, a, this I play, is a love show. Like, we we're not talking shit about. I play with Tay Tay Tavion. He's nasty too. Like, don't don't take this as any shots towards any of them. Like, they all they all got it. Go ahead. What's, <laughs> what's your dream team? What's your dream starting five right now in Lorraine? I mean, we're talking about like any... we're talking about like in our primes or like. No, we're talking about right now. 
We're talking about right. We'll we'll do right now, and we'll do in our prime. All right. Well, we'll like, do our top five. Sticks and Nas and Rashad, obviously, because they're all still playing a professional sport right now. Right now. And they're at their peak physical conditions. If you're the conditions. coach or you're a player, you can put yourself in there. Or you can put yourself out. I mean, Lorraine versus everybody. Are we talking about like while we playing in our primes? If we're all in, not even in our primes necessarily, if we all just like are playing again right now. No three is beating me, Danny Hoskins, or Jerry L. Nixon. Okay. It's just not happening. Like, and that's just my opinion, and that's just how I well, see what's, things. Which makes you so confident about that? Because you sound like you got chemistry with these. Well, guys. I've been through the trenches with them, man. Like we played what trenches? from the time we was fucking fourteen years old, playing in street ball tournaments, pickup tournaments, every weekend playing against grown men, and it's just it, it's just nothing that those those two. There's not many other people who who dedicate their lives to like being to that level of a hooper, yeah. like us three did. They're fucking good. Now, like I don't know about Danny as much though. Danny, quite honestly, Danny's a monster. He should have been somewhere. Because I was, I was still paid. in school with Danny. Danny went to LCC cool, and dude. averaged like forty points a game and like twenty rebounds a game. He was like the number one JUCO player in the country. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, I went to school with him. Cool dude, obviously. Um, I just I wouldn't. Have now, the, the younger generation has taken it to a next level. Like, I want to say to a full extent, like, what Rashad and Nas and Sticks are doing, they took where I was at and they went to another level from it. Like, Sticks is making more money overseas than I ever made overseas. He made it to the G League. Mm-hmm. I respect the fuck out of Sticks. Uh, Nas uh, being in the NFL now with the Jags. Yeah. yeah. And did, did he play yesterday? I didn't watch the game. I had, my, I I had a game I was playing in myself. But him and Rashad are both on the Jags. Rashad's too? Rashad, Rashad Gary? Barry, yeah. Barry, yeah. yeah. And, like, they took where I was at and took us to another level. Is I Rashad as good as hoop, at hooping as he was? Uh, Rashad player? was a huge point, a huge <laughs> reason why that team, basketball-wise, made it as far as they did. Okay. I know he um, was with the Patriots at one point. Yeah, he was. But he, he was able to keep egos in check just because he was a – bully and like yeah. you know he yeah, yeah, was yeah. big and strong and if like you didn't want to do what's best for the team he was going to call you out he's a great leader yeah. he was a huge impact on that team you know so Rashad Nas all them shouts out to all them you know but uh, no no but to that actually just like they are who they are yeah, no, you know yeah. respect 100% to them and I appreciate them taking the city to the next level and showing like what we're capable of from here like, to go against, like, what I said earlier about how there's things that hold us down and hold society down and the 1% against us, like, a big thing for me is I always wanted to give opportunity back to the city and show people there's more than just what's here and there's more to what they show us what we can achieve. And I don't know if I inspired them at all. I hope I did. But either way, they've taken that next step. And, like, it, it makes me proud to see them out there doing that, you know, like. It's a different kind of. Seeing it, it, it's like a, a brotherhood, a fraternity. I don't know, like seeing people from here make it even further than what I made it to in terms of those things is, is awesome. It's an amazing thing to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, that did it. You didn't know if you thought that this was gonna be a long ass thing. We have so much shit we could talk about. Yeah. We had two twenty five minus the piss break. I just said. <laughs> shit, we could we could have kept on going if we didn't have. Um, you know, responsibilities. Yeah, plus I'm a little faded at this point. But, you know, man. That's the good thing about it. No, nah, yeah, we can get back out here. We can get back out here in a week and have a whole other conversation. And then it'd be totally you know? different from the one we 
we just had. We we can zone in on certain things. We can because we we this is like almost an overview, almost like yeah. overview conversation. We touched on. We a lot just of touched on things. a lot of shit that we ultimately never even really got to the fucking source of. And this is, and we got to. But what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're good. What I really wanted to do out of this, uh, and Amber's calling me. Um, what I really wanted to do out of today is just to really get a grounding on who we are and what we're really doing this for. Because I consider you basically 50-50 at this point. Like, um, basically, so people, audience can understand who we really are in Lorraine. I was a D2 football player. Not that anybody really knows. It was NAIA. I was D2. Everybody understands who Coach Clip is. Everybody understands who Mr. Beaver is. You know, like, so, like, it's a Lorraine experience. Good things happen in Lorraine. Good things stay in Lorraine. Good things move out of Lorraine. And what we really, what I'm trying to do is just highlight what life is. Like, life is so much more outside of what you think people are doing on social media. Um, Life is a lot of different ideas, different people, different backgrounds that ultimately have chips on their shoulder. Dan is a dog. You know what I mean? Regardless of how you do it, there's going to be some dogs on the show. And we're going to get into a lot of different... um, It's about building community. We're going to get into a lot of different stuff that you're not going to catch. I don't really give a fuck about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. But we'll get into it if it if the mood is right. If the conversation goes that way. You know what I mean? And you know, sometimes it might be both of us, sometimes it might be one of us, or whatever. But we're going, we're, you know, this podcast, we're going to try to get real stories out there. Yeah. You know, real conversation out there. From people that are actually passionate on the subject. Dan has a lot of passions that we really even didn't even really touch yet. Um, I got, I'm just a skeptic. Uh, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting kind of event. You understand where we lie. Um, where can I find Dan Bieber at? Um, Lorraine DB on Instagram. That's that's the main place. I'm I'm active. Um, I'm probably going to rebrand my YouTube channel at some point here. Um, right now, it's just Dan Bieber on YouTube. It has a lot of old stuff on there. I'm probably going to you know, curate that a little bit better at some point. But yeah, Lorraine DB on Instagram, Dan Bieber on YouTube, Dan Bieber on Facebook. And that, and that's basically where you can find me talking about what I'm talking about, living my life, trying to see uh, what impacts I can have. Yeah, you can find me, excuse me, on Instagram. I don't do Facebook all like that, unless I got to. But I always run into some shit that I don't want to see. Um, you can find me on IG. The only Nage, only with an I, Nage, underscore at the end. Um, all one word. Um, hey, and, and let me know if I should get on TikTok. I've been thinking about getting on TikTok. The thing is about TikTok. I like. I don't want to get on TikTok because it's a China product. And they everything is on our China. Shit. I don't give a fuck about my fork. But I'm just but saying. If you don't have access to all my data. I mean, TikTok shit, goes crazy though. I'm all and cool. the new generation TikTok goes crazy. And I think I'm tripped up 24 on Snapchat, but I usually don't post on there. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Substack, probably. I'm pretty sure these episodes are going to be on Substack. You can find these episodes on Apple. You can find it on Spotify. Dan's kind of cringing a little bit right now. <laughs> Might do a little bit of YouTube because, you know, 
It's a, it's a brotherhood kind of thing. And it's so going to be a weird one since we have footage for half of it, but not the other half, so I don't know what the fuck we're going to do with that. You got to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with that. I'm but. still about that money, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, we can end it. Yeah. Nice talking to you. Fuck y'all. <laughs> but fuck y'all. But not really, though. <laughs> we out.